XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Yeah, we got the feeling now. We got the feeling now. Shut up, Al Green. Oh, boy, that was... All right, man. God damn. Oh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show, home of Nostradamus the Centaur. X, what are you picking? Give me the heat and five. That's right! X, what are you picking? Give me the heat and five. That's right, motherfucker! You know what we didn't uh, leave on there? Was everyone laughing at you. Remember... That got a major laugh when you picked the Heat and Five. Jerry Barca was like, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know what? In Five, they sweat motherfuckers, sort of. Now, here's the beauty. Well, they, yeah, it was a we'll lose Weird. one and then sweep. <laughs> but here's the funny thing, too, uh, is the fact that when you don't bet on it, you really do have a sports eye. Fuck! I have no money on it, <laughs> but I was fucking locked into that game last night. And people were texting me in the third quarter, like, it's over, dude, you're the man. I fucking was like, I'm not answering this. Something could happen. Right. The Thunder could come back. Durant doesn't suck. And Westbrook had a shitty game, but who knows what could happen in the fourth. It was uh, not just a win, but a crushing win. <laughs> now, beat the shit out of them. Up on the, uh, up on the uh, iBang today, we've got the Scott uh, Rob uh, article where he... Uh, Tips his hat to the Heat. The man who wrote The Whore of Akron. I believe, I'm going to go over here and check it. 
is uh, he wrote the. Uh, I got to see what it is. I think it's the champion. Uh, oh, the winner of Akron is what he put up there. <laughs> very, very classy. That is a class move. He is. Uh, um, I'm a little disappointed that he took it that classy. You got to, dude. You yeah. fucking. He's, if you go and read the book, he and he, even when he was on the show, he's like, the guy's got all the talent in the world. He loved the guy. He recognized The us. only thing that he hated is that the guy turned his back on his hometown. That's the only <laughs> thing he hates about him. Everything else, what I'm saying, like, dude, I love to watch LeBron play. Oh, me too. He's fucking unbelievable. You know, that's what he's saying. But uh, if you get the opportunity to pick up the whore of Akron, and let's face it, uh, you should. I mean, it's... You just click on the Amazon. It's not difficult. He, he's a fucking hysterical writer. And the pain that he writes from the, the place of uh, Cleveland, uh, it's just uh, too much. Um, let's go over to uh, Frankie. And I'm going to guess Pocketsea. Is that Poughkeepsie? Yeah, it's Poughkeepsie. Sure enough. Yeah. Sure enough, Poughkeepsie. What's uh, up? Right, B, man. I got to know who was singing that opening number, man. I just finished working a triple. Mm -hmm. and I was dog tired, and then I heard that, which I had never heard before. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm awake, bro. Well, that was the great Reverend the, the Al Green. All you've got to do is go over to uh, the iBang every day. The daily playlist is up. Today on Black Friday, it's black dudes singing uh, Beatles songs. Perfect. <laughs> and there's some really great stuff on there. I never heard that, that was, version. That's it was amazing. Oh, it's cool. It's so awesome. Off the hook, man. Off the hook. Yeah. Uh, really, I don't know if there could be a better singer than Al Green, and I'm saying that even though Nina Simone is on the list, but Al Green is one of the. I mean, if you're going to make a list, he's right there at the top. Hell yeah. Of all-time singers, and then he is the guy that basically, like when I said to Cedric the Entertainer, Al Green who was like the top of 70s soul, stopped singing and took over a church in Memphis. And then the funny thing is, people, white people would just show up into the church. They stuffed the place, so they had to have like an outsider's thing, and people would just be sitting up watching Al Green, going, please, just sing one fucking song, man, dude. Just stop preaching for a second. Please. Sing gospel, anything you want to sing. Maybe this will be the day. You know, um... And people would like yell out requests. Still in love with you. And he's like, dude, I'm preaching now. Uh eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh let's go over here to uh Sean in Long Island. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Rumors out of the Miami Heat camp says that uh LeBron James is having his championship ring size for his middle finger. Uh no doubt. There's no doubt about it. I I'm Do over it. here reading the comments on the iBang, and someone said they already shot the Nike commercial last night, um, <laughs> mocking out Cleveland. And other people were saying there was like even synchronized leaps that they wow. were doing on the court, so that Prepare Nike, yeah, no, so Nike could shoot it then. Yeah, you know. So basically, you are just looking at commercials, and we call it sports, but it's really just. Um, Flat-out marketing. Um, more people writing in about Al Green. Look, the playlist is up every single day on the iBang. You can just go and listen to it. I think you can even get the past playlist. Yeah. There's a lot of great music on there. Um, well, hold on, uh, Hicks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether you ever saw what I consider the greatest sports movie of all time, Gentleman Jim Corbett. But when Gentleman Jim Corbett played by Earl Flynn, 
beats John L. Sullivan. There's a big party later, and everybody's going crazy, and all of a sudden there's dead silence as John L. Sullivan shows up to hand his belt over that he's carried Whoa. all these years and to give it to Gentleman Jim, and there's not a dry eye in the house. That's what's happening right now. It's Jerry Barca That's wants right. to come congratulate you. That's right. Give it to me. I, I, I do. I thought about it a lot. Um, as it looked inevitable that the Heat were going to win in five, no less. And uh, I think it's official that Chris Stanley, one Pepper Hicks, has uh, shed the Jinxie Mix Jinxenstein label and really is a prophet of our times. He and is. I like that he part. should be treated as such. And there is not a sports writer out there uh, who uh, a week ago would have agreed with Hicks. Nope. And yet they all... And Barker was already sending me stuff today of how they are just ringing the LeBron bells. Uh, uh, dicks. It is brutal. It is brutal. And it's nothing worse than seeing someone who you view as, oh, this guy's a great writer, you know, talking about, you know, LeBron needed last year's failure. It was fate that he failed last year so he could rise up in this moment. I mean, the guy's a great player. He played great in the finals. Um, you know, he, and then, the, then now the comparisons to Jordan already and Jordan's journey. And then the apologist, you know, that will say, well, Jordan, you know, LeBron didn't have three years with Dean Smith and he didn't have the same family growing up. I mean, come on. Really? I know. It was just basketball. It's, it, it's not <laughs> mythology. It's basketball. I'm glad I have you on the, on the phone right now because this is a very big sports story. The... NCAA football is now saying playoff system after all these yes. years. And it just slips in in 2014, uh, mm -hmm. four-team playoff system. Uh, we've got it up right now with a poll. I am stunned by this because this has been talked about, honestly, my entire life. When were the meetings held for this to go down? <laughs> what Secretly. Well, it was the four uh, uh, commissioners of whatever thing. And then Notre Dame had to be there as well. That's right, they're, baby. They're all on their own. They're a league of their own. The five families. But That's... now, as you know, Fez is yelling yes. I think picking four teams is going to be the same amount of controversy as picking two teams. You really need to make this thing a little better. Not that I don't give them credit because I think it's a good thing. But if you don't have eight, I personally would have 16. And just... Blow this thing up. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, wh how they were able to do it is they probably found a way, and I think it's going to be voted on next week. They have to present it to the school presidents of those, uh, of the, the, the conferences. But I think, you know, how they were able to do it is they were able to secure everyone's money and make sure that everybody could still profit the same. Everybody's got to get paid. More. Uh, no matter who you are, you got to get paid. Uh, Hicks, we put a poll up on the iBang. Uh, what's happening now? How many people miss the old uh, system of just the one championship game? 1.69%. All right, so very few people were happy with the old way. What about the four? 38% uh, saying this is great news. Yes. And the other percentage? 60% for a larger playoff system. Now, let me tell you something. If they do the larger playoff system, and I think the reason why they're doing this is because March Madness has taken over... The world. If they do that, and especially if we could have the playoffs 
much earlier than the pro football playoffs. Like if the, if December is wow. playoff time, I think people will go fucking bananas. I think December will become really sports betting time. And then it's called Super Bowl party time. I mean, yeah, you basically will have it's a new industry. Bring back the bowl game the way people used to love it, which was the you know it used to be the second biggest game of the year. It's kind of fallen off. So I think, games, yeah, I mean, and because there's always so much controversy around it, and it just it t- it's nowhere near New Year's anymore. Uh, Fez, you're exactly right. I mean, this, this is further going to kill off the idea that New Year's Day was a special day, and you'd watch the Rose Bowl and then have to watch the Sugar Bowl and see who lost here and there, and if your team had a shot at it. I mean, that day is long gone, and I think the market, while they make more money. Far less people watch these games. Well, but, but if you really go back to when the Rose Bowl was king, those guys, when it was, you know, when you would see USC or UCLA playing Michigan or, or Ohio State or something, they would have rather won the Rose Bowl than the national championship. But they destroyed the Rose Bowl. They destroyed the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. by acting like, well, these are extra games, you know? It used to be, here are the big guys duking it out. And then you could sit around and bitch... Well, I do think Texas could have beat UCLA. This is bullshit. All that stuff was okay. But when they suddenly started taking uh, teams out of the Rose Bowl that would have played there, it stopped making any sense and hasn't for a long time. They would go down to, like, third uh, t- third winner of the Big Ten. Yeah, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So forget that. This is better. I don't think it's great yet, but... It may be on the on the way to greatness. Here's the frustrating thing: is everything we said of there's money there, people love the NCAA tournament. That's all been obvious for years, and well, it's still taking yeah. a 2014 to get this. Now you got it. So here, you know, we can stop finally bitching about it <laughs> and just start bitching about how to make it even better. But you know, you got it. There's no sense in fucking wrong. saying this should have happened in '74, but it should have. It's, it's separate. You know, the Sugar Bowl it can write a check. Write a check to you right now for thirty million dollars, and they're they're a nonprofit. All these bowls are nonprofit entities that host one major event. They may host other events in support of it that year, but really they host one major event a year. And in their coffers, they have tens of millions of dollars, and that's what was the block to this. Yeah. So it's that in a sense is ridiculous. That, that that even goes on. But I think a twenty four team playoff. Here's the Jerry Barker. Oh wow, oh. twenty four. 24, get, give the top eight seeded teams a bye, and then you play through 16 would be in the first round down to eight, and basically that's what I think would actually be fair, and you'd get some level of excitement of teams. And the other thing, you'd have to cut back. I mean, college football used to be an 11-game regular season schedule. Now it's 12, so you get the six home games, so you get the, the gate receipts from six games a year definitely versus five. But, you know, it is about money. Let's not kid ourselves. And this solution is still about money. Well, I I will say this. You know, people can say, well, this destroys the league. No one gives a shit. No one really cares who wins the SEC. If you don't win the fucking championship, just like in pro football, you don't care. No more than anyone cares of, hey, who won the AFC West last year? (laughs) No, it's not a flag that you make a big deal about flying. It just isn't. You either win it all or nothing. It's like a poker tournament. Fucking loser. All and right, you go Jerry. to the Carmack Bowl on December 29th. All right, Jerry, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Uh, that is up on the uh, on the 
Ibang, uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Ray in Louisiana, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, I just wanted to let Tepper know that that uh, fund that was set up for the fat lady on the school bus yeah. uh, is now up to $450,000. And then when people watch a show, or, you know, a news every night where a house burns down or a woman gets raped, no one sends in a dollar. This is guilt money. Everyone who's ever taunted an old lady in their life feels like, hey... I could take a couple hundred bucks and throw it towards this and help my karma. You can't. Fuck that you shit. You still taunt at that old lady. She can't actually get this money. It does- she, it, it, seriously, to me, this is like giving a race car to a retard. She is going to wrap this half a million dollars around a fucking tree. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. I first want to add that that woman was also offered a trip with nine other people to Disney World. Of course she was. For, yeah, of course. Um, I went to the Fiona Apple concert Tuesday night. I'm a little late, but I wanted to call you back and say she's absolutely adorable. Yeah. And I, I think it's fair that you would love her because she she just, I thought I thought she's going to be a lot crazier than she was. And she did get a little out of hand with the dancing, but. I love the dancing. Just, yeah, out of hand. She didn't play a lot of piano. She played piano on only about three or four songs. She only played for probably less than two hours, but she played like three or four songs from every album, and she played Werewolf, which I thought of you, because I know you said you couldn't get past that one on the album, and just adorable, it was like 100 degrees in this whole theater, Uh, the walls were dripping with condensation, she kept making jokes about, if anyone needs to pass out, let me know first, and she was just being just very personable, it was a very small, only a couple thousand people, and it was just, I'm very happy I got to Got to see that. Someone uh, sent me a note about her and said, "Could crazy pussy ever be used in a in a positive sense?" And yeah, I've always felt about it that way. I never thought yeah. it was a negative thing. It's no, bad. All right, I, I you know she's not really playing any New York shows or doesn't have it listed yet, so I might have to road trip on one of these because I'm obsessed with the album. Bo- she'll be in Boston, which I don't know how far of a drive that is from New York, but she'll be in Boston another like week and a half. I know that because I've got friends going to that. All right, thanks so much, Elizabeth. No problem thanks bye that's our latest fiona apple uh obsession and lead says she's not coming here huh they've been trying they've been working her since fucking by trying how's that looking out the window and yelling fiona no i'm only kidding those guys are great (laughs) um 866 ron zero fez 866 ron zero fez it is the ron and fez show uh what a day it is right off the bat we're going to uh Start making uh, some winners. There is a list uh, up on the iBank today that comes from a something new called uh, Yes But No. It's from uh, Designate Taxi. And the, and the game works like this. Um, yes, I'm a virgin. No, I'm not a prude. Yes, you're in a relationship. No, that doesn't make you an expert on relationships. No, I don't... Uh, find that funny. No, it doesn't mean I don't have a sense of humor. That doesn't even fucking make sense. That's two no's in a row. Um, people are playing it up on the iBang. We're going to give away our favorite on this. That's Armageddon, signed by Billy Bob Thornton. Shit. Goes up as a prize uh, for people who want to play along. So, if you'd like to win this, uh, head on over to the Interbang. 
and play the game. Sometimes you say yes when you mean no. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know it was a horrible movie, but uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire version of Got to Get You Into My Life is uh, a really good version. I know that it is, my friend, except for the definitive version of that was done by Joe Pesci, who, since he's Italian, is only half black. So we debated it, and we were like, hey, can Italians be in Black uh, Friday? My vote was yes, of course, because they are 70 to 80% African-American. They got the blood in them. Yeah, they got the gene. Yeah. Not blood. Gene. Look. Take it past today. Today's your day. I feel you want to go home and drink that Tito's tonight I'm, in celebration. I'm gonna fucking get whacked. I'm gonna go to the track because I gotta keep this thing going. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm feeling fucking lucky. Well, you know, you got a Fez dinner celebration coming up. Yes. Next week. Yes. And you're really like the only practicing <laughs> alcoholic left. <laughs> so it should be exciting for you. Have we picked a place yet, Fez? No, we haven't picked a spot yet. There's a place I want to go to called. Wow, that's expensive. And I just want to go there. It sounds pricey. It's very pricey. Let's ball out, seriously. Yeah. Let's fucking act like ballers and just fucking lose our shit. There's a, there's a little meal there called This Steak Costs More Than Your House Perfect. that I've always wanted to try. Let's get two. Um, what's this? Joe, Joe in Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, uh, well, you know, Fiona Apple's at the Governor's Ball on Sunday at Randall's Island. Yeah, I don't want to go and stand out there. I want to stay in a the theater. You know what I mean? The Randall's Island thing, I'm sorry. I don't want to show up with one of those hospital things over my mouth. Well, it's a nice big dirt field. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, I've been there. I was there for, like, Rock the Bells, like, six years ago The or kids something. all show up with those masks because <laughs> you breathe so much dirt in. It's a clusterfuck. It's hey, frightening. Uh, VIP tickets for you, though. VIP for a guy like you. Yeah, it's still uh, dirt. It's it's still dirty in a dust bomb, and All I don't right. want to sit through ninety other acts. I'm fucking past that point. Even though I'm sure there's great people playing, you know, I want to come in, see my performer, and then hear, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I can't believe he stopped by. Neil Young is also here. You know what? <laughs> That's the kind of New York deal I'm looking for, not standing out ninety degrees and going it's so dusty. I think I'm dying. Uh, what the hell was I over there for? I can't even remember. Um, something insane one time. But I was watching people almost die from dirt. Yeah, it was bad. I was there for like Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang. Oh, I was there for... What's the van? The Vans thing? Okay, a, a warp Tour? Yeah, the warp Tour years ago. And I'm like, this is... Uh, this can't go on like that. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> uh, so, your chance to win today. Sometimes you... Say yes uh, when you mean no. Now, already looking at the people that are playing, yeah. uh, normally I let Fez pick this because it happens during the show and he always has time to read. So it's crazy if you think you're going to make fun of Fez and win. It's not going to happen. He never picks somebody. <laughs> it's not going to uh, get you a Billy Bob Thornton signed DVD. Yeah, I don't say it. I just don't see that happening. Um, here's our buddy, the zombie. Hey, zombie. Ryan B. Sound like a buck three eighty today. Thanks, Pe buddy. Pepper. Yes. Pepper Hicks. Yes. It's happened so many times in our business, and just like the wrestling business, when somebody goes away, there's always a chance that you lose your spot. 
Pepper Hicks is the new sports master. It's the Chrissy Stans sports program. Tomorrow night, you should go live and proclaim your spot. Well, they always go live on tape, don't you? No. We always love We're Baby live. Mac. Yeah. But Dave's in... Disney World this weekend. Uh, what are you guys doing for that best live on of, tape again? Best of. There's a nice best of coming their way. Because I was coming in tomorrow to do this with you guys. It's my only Chris, opportunity. I love Baby Mac, but I'll just you do. Are proving yourself as a new sports master. I'll just do Sam's show. No, hey, speaking on. of Sam, we gotta do something like a bachelor party or something and get shit ready for his wedding because we're gonna blow that out. I want to make this the best. This is his last hurrah, and no sense in not letting that. We should roof, roof him. Yeah, we're going to do that anyway, oh, right. because it's Friday. But we got to, don't give away the bit. You just want to be like you're one of the guys, and roll with the bit. Roll with it, right? What are you? Guy. Yeah, you are. What are you? Guy. Yeah, there it is. A little stronger the second time. Don't rub it down. Don't rub it down. Stay in it. Don't hold it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. By the way, I'm predicting today, and I haven't even seen it, is going to be the all-time greatest snack. Oh. And I haven't even seen it. I just know what it's about. The fucking snack yesterday was delicious. I mean, all fours. Come on, yeah, that's hard to beat. Was a, yeah, it was a, just a fucking complete blow-up, though. Fuck. Mm. Let's see some of these. Yes, I owe a lot of dinners. No, I don't eat dinner. <laughs> yes, I'm a talk show host. No, that doesn't mean I talk. You know what? See, Philly Chris, you're not going to win if Fez is going to be the judge. Yeah. Yes, I am gay. No, that doesn't mean that I sleep with men. You're not going to play. Uh, win. Uh, here's Mike, though. I like this one. Yes, I like playing with kids. No, I don't like playing with kids. Um, yes, Fez's therapist gets paid. No, it's not helping. Fez, last night I forwarded you something. And again, I don't hear back from him. When I try to send him stuff, I don't hear get it like a, hey, this is oh. interesting. But uh, Brian, who's like, to me, the all-time greatest person to send stuff in, uh, sent me a thing about people. Some people who have heart attacks have the post-traumatic stress. Oh, shit. Now, remember when I said somebody was telling me that Fez acts like somebody. Look, even when he's going, he's going back down to it again. Ha acts like somebody who's had post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So he went to his... I'm going to just call the guy a therapist, but I don't think he is. And brought it up, and the guy had never heard of it before and said, yeah, well, once we can work with stress. You've you got to promise this today. You're going to get a new therapist. I will promise that today. Uh, a new one by Monday? Yes, I will, I, will have had, I will have an appointment by Monday with someone. That easy. That easy. So anyway, by the way, uh, when Brian Baker is on the case... Boom. Boom, we got it. Um, here's one that just says, yes, I'm an animator. No, I can't draw hands. That makes me sad because I miss our buddy Fred. Oh, Fred. Um, yes, I am married. No, it doesn't mean I can't enjoy uh, a lap dance. 
Here's one that I, that's from Stanley Kubrick McDonald. Oh, wow. Yes, Chris Stanley is a centaur. No, you can't watch why he bangs his girlfriend. No to both those things. Here's one that says, yes, I have AIDS. No, you can't have it. <laughs> Say, fuck. Uh, yes, I have Skittles. And no, that doesn't mean I'm going to shoot you. That would be just the opposite. Because that thing. Uh, yesterday, Chris Stanley, my buddy. Yeah. Fez Watley, my buddy. Sent me off to see a film. Yeah. Medea. Home invasion or something like that. Witness protection. Witness protection. Yeah. Uh, because it stars Eugene Levy. Yeah. That's how. How was it? I signed a paper that I can't tell anyone how it was. Wow, that's fucking serious shit. Yeah, and they said we know that you're not a critic, but you still have to sign the paper so you don't slip. <laughs> All right. Damn, I really want to know. Uh. Can't tell you. Signed a paper. I mean, uh, I want to know how fucking Levy was in it. I just can't wait. Um, Dave, uh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, I, can you hear me? I can. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, come. First of all, I really like the show and uh, listen to it every morning. Secondly, um, I just wanted to uh, comment on how do we know that this woman has really received uh, $450,000. Uh, I, you hear it on CNN. I saw it on NBC this morning, but who really knows? I mean, I interviewed her yesterday and, uh, she said she didn't know anything about it. So we're, cause we're she's an idiot. Source. Probably we're the money the is going to the kids. What's the that? kids who fucking <laughs> did start this thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, the bottom line is I got to be in court in 10 minutes. I love your show. I got to park the car, but work. Right. Where's the source? Where's this money coming right. from? Where, that, I mean, thank you, sir. Enjoy we're gonna, California. We're going we're gonna to get to the bottom <laughs> okay, of it. Okay, take care. <laughs> Boy, it's California people. They love small talk. Um, 494. Oh, fuck. What are you going to do? I'm going on a crazy rampage. I'm just going to go down to the NBC floors and start lining motherfuckers up. Yes, I like Guinness. No, that doesn't mean I'll turn down a Budweiser. <laughs> Very strong. Fucking damn right. Yes, I did say I need to get in shape. No, I will not do anything about it. And uh, that's from Jerk Store Sean, who normally writes three in a row. Uh, and then Pipe Loader, there's no sense of even reading him. That's a skipper. Whoa. That is, that's something to skip over. All right, here's one that says, Yes, I have two parents. No, I'm not a shitbag loser like... Pepper oh, fuck sticks. Fuck you, cockhead motherfucker. Go straight to hell. Burn. Cunt face. Cock face. See that? And I know you won't let me down. That's it. Relax. Eagles are pretty good, you know? Yeah, the eagles in the desert. Just think of the eagles in the desert. The only thing that will calm a centaur. The only thing at all. I'm a human being, okay? Because I don't need to fucking constantly be harassed. Yes, as from being the waist up, you are. From the waist down, too, baby. It's all human dick down there. <laughs> what about your hooves? I have feet. Look, I'm wearing a Nike shoe. What are you, Fez? I'm a guy. 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 I'm just a guy standing in front of a girl. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big giveaway going on the iBank today. Um, people are just uh, loving the uh, you say yes when you mean no game. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's BBQ guy. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, this is Jeff, the BBQ guy. I got a barbecue restaurant. We listen to you every day in the kitchen. I know you got two radio shows. But my question was, what happened to the astronaut parade that Fezzy used to go to every year? I remember last year and the year before, he was fascinated with astronauts. Now it's a gay thing? No, he's completely in the gay. The astronaut was a code word. Oh, I, um, oh see, I was so confused. I thought there was a big secret, and I didn't know what it was. We have asked everybody from OutQ to get Fez on a float. Uh, everybody down the hall, can you get Fez on a float? So far, no good. And now, luckily, a Ron and Fez listener Whoa. is hooking Fez up, attempting to get him on a float, I will only say, with people that we hate because they clog up the elevators. <laughs> oh, my God. The elevator cloggers, which means you're probably going to get on a float with 7,000 people. Oh, yeah, that just the line to get on the float should be a mile long. What are you going to wear? You know what? I was thinking maybe something. I want to. I don't want to go out in shorts, but Why? maybe a tank top or something. No, 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 no. First of all, there can't be a shirt. Look. Second of all, yeah. At the most, if you're not just going to be in tidy whities which you should be, you got to go in the short, short jeans cutoffs. There, there you go. Perfect. And what do you wear with those? Some kind of like combat boot of some type? Mm -hmm. like Doc Martens. Yeah. All right, Doc Martens. Like a shit. hiking boot. Doc Martin. Doc Martin. That's that way fashionable. it looks like you're fucking, you're ready to jump into the pit. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to fuck with you. Tomorrow is the day. It's not going to be as hot tomorrow, right? Right. Sunday is the march. Oh, Sunday. All right. Yeah, no one's wearing any clothes in these floats. Look at this. You it's, know what, Fez? It's Bulge City. Maybe I'll run out and get some Pixio if you're uh, in this thing. I just don't want anybody grabbing my balls. You got to worry about that. Yeah. Look. Well, what about Ricky's Flaming Gay Bar? Why don't you get on with them? It looks like there's plenty of fucking room on that float. <laughs> plenty of fucking. Ricky's Flaming Gay Bar. Because you should do this. If you're not on a float, you can't show up and watch. No. The metaphor of you watching. Has got to go out the fucking window. We're, right, the parade can't pass me by again. Oh, I love that. That's fucking perfect. Yes. Do it. Okay, get on fucking Ricky's Twink Depot. <laughs> Ricky, fucking Ricky has a lot of something. businesses. <laughs> fucking Hicks is on ever since he's become a big winner. <laughs> he's had two big things happen. The He won the bet. And then you also have that favorite TV show called Bob Seger's with Swords. Game of Thrones. Okay, whatever. <laughs> the thing is... Sure, there's a lot of bearded men on the show, yeah. <laughs> things are going your way. Feeling things good. are going your fucking way. On Friday. Um, John in California, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. You know, you really don't want Fez and Tidy Whitey. Doesn't he have an anal leakage problem? Yeah. But it's only blood and shit, so that shouldn't bother anybody there. They like that. Or maybe, will there be too many dudes dressed as Dorothy? 
Oh, what are you, you get a lot your of that. I was thinking of just maybe gelling it like straight oh, up. No, no, no. no yeah, because no. it's 1987. No, we need we need a plan here. I mean, there's the, the sailor look. Seems to be guys dressed as sailors. A little sailor's cap would be adorable. Uh. And then you could yell, "Thank you for your service," <laughs> wherever you go. Thank those guys for their service. Um, let's go over Stumpy. You're on Fez. Hey, how about you do something like the Gimp in Pulp Fiction, but with short shorts and like you know the ball gag, the whole nine yards? You look great. A lot of talk about you dressing as the as the Gimp for the gay parade, Fuzzy. And nobody, Alcu's not going at all, huh? No, not that they, not one person is like making a presence at the gay pride march. Now, at least that's what they've told me. The guy I'll probably go down there, pass them on a float, and see everyone. You kind of hate those guys, huh? I'm a, I'm still a little hurt. Yes. And did they reach out to you again after the cancellation? No, no one said hello, even hello to me. What the fuck? And yet you still leave the door open. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom. There's the difference between being a bottom and a bottom feeder, Fez. Oh. Nasty. I can't look at the gay pride pictures. Thanks. <laughs> I just all, can't. They're on little underwear showing it off. Um, make sure the world's biggest Patrick Carney fan from the Black Keys. You're like, this is the man. And the day that we went over and watched them perform here, we just had a great time. Hell yeah. Cool They're a great shit. little band. Love them, yeah. Uh, there's a problem now between them and Van Halen. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I guess there's some... Is there audio on this, or is oh, it it's, just... It's an interview. Okay, what exactly did you say? Yeah, okay. I, uh, here's a quote from the interview. I just saw Van Halen with Michael, without Michael Anthony. I'm not a very big Van Halen fan, but it was such a fucking bummer. Like, what the fuck is the point? I'm pretty sure Eddie Van Halen's son's uh, good at bass, and he's a 20-year-old kid, and that's cool, but, like, what the fuck is that? That's fucking retarded. If someone's able to be in a band for 30 years and then people are okay with replacing it with a 17-year-old, they're obviously motherfucking assholes, right? Here's the... Jesus. Yeah, here's the thing these days. People don't give a shit. They honestly don't care who's in the band anymore. Yeah. They don't care. They would show up for the name of anything and never show up for the actual band members. They don't give a fuck. People just want to see cover bands. There's even they just want to glee it up. Just as long as there's a cover of something they're familiar with, they're fine with it. You know, Patrick came out and said something. God damn it, it needed to be said. He threw it out there. Yeah, he put it out there. Um, he also said some of Van Halen's music is exceptionally awful. No ones that could ever fight that. Well, you know that the keys are doing well when they're starting to. Just swat at other rock and roll hall of famers, you know. Oh yeah, they fuck this last album. They just blown the fuck up. Yeah, they they're gigantic everywhere. Uh, someone told me, um, I forget who the fuck was in here. Oh, Liam was telling me the story. So uh, the bald headed fucking guy from the nineties was in. He did O and A, but he oh, did Corgan. Some, all right, so he's doing some other show, and he's yelling like, "Where's the big rock band? Where's someone to carry the flag?" Black Keys are carrying the flag, dude. Jack White just fucking released a fucking yeah. album. Went to number one. Tell that to fucking Liam. I like, will. Billy Corrigan's the best. You should have him on your show. What? I'm like, I don't think I even like the dude. <laughs> I know he was on ECW. Nothing once. personal. I just, I forgot. There was some quote I didn't like that he did. So well, I turned everything on me. show over Radiohead. Okay. I'll start. Come on, man. 
Radiohead's great. Shut and shine Greenwood. Greenwood's a fantastic fucking guitarist. Well, he's going to be doing the music for that new fucking uh, movie, The Master. I can't fucking wait. You're going to have to, dude. I can't. I have to fucking somehow break into Just that studio. Just fucking do other stuff until it comes you along. You can't kill the time. I mean, there's other things to do. Your room's a mess. <laughs> why don't you get in there? That's why you can't have uh, your friends over and go in your room. It's a mess right now. Boy, I never saw Chris Stanley as he was today because he reigns over Jerry Barca. That's right. Hey, you like that? Fucking thinking I'm some sort of fucking maniac for saying the Heat in five. Well, it came fucking true. They fucking Boom. dominated it happened. game. Deal with it. Finally. King James crowned like he uh, always deserved. Let's put up this celebrity uh, trailer that ran on the thing yesterday. It's a, I guess, a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary about how awful and hard it is to be a pretty girl. Yeah, and it's based in the paparazzi. Basically, yeah. it's for, they interview paparazzi. Paparazzi. And you interview the celebrities. No one is ever going to feel sorry for the celebrities, though. Uh, fucking J Lo's ex husband Anthony. She, he, Wait a minute, from Michael Anthony? Anthony. Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. Just think, uh, is it, was he in Van Halen? No, wait. <laughs> What Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. Yeah, he's the motherfucker who stabbed Caesar. Now he wants to tell us what to do. He's really pissed at the paparazzi in this. He's like fucking just livid. Well, he's tiny. He is a little vampirish. All right, let's hear some of this, please. Celebrity photography has changed a lot. It's a scary feeling. You can't even argue with somebody about the ethics of it. Part of the game is to provoke a reaction. You're going to come at me and try to get a reaction? I've given them one or two of those in my time. There's my reaction. Someone jumping over your wall. How is that not a clear line? This is your life? It comes with your job. You asked for this life. I am a photojournalist. It's an art. Anyone can get a camera. No way are they a journalist. They're not going to stop. Get that shot no matter what. They have a network of informants. For the love of the game. Who makes them famous? Well, actually, I do. They're reliant on the paparazzi. That is absolutely delusional. A lot of the world, looking from the outside in, live really disinteresting lives. All right, let's just stop this. I'm already bored. But when it comes to this kind of celebrities versus the paparazzi, do you blame the paparazzi or do you blame the celebrity for wanting this life? I blame the uh, paparazzi. Some of them are pretty hardcore and really good. I don't know why anybody would want to be famous like that. It looks unfucking bearable yeah, you don't have a life. And everyone's like, Alec Baldwin punched that guy in the face. He's got these guys around him fucking 24 hours a day. For every building Somebody's going to get fucking smacked, yeah. They're outside his house all the time. They know where he lives. Right. They, they, and when he leaves, they're following him. Right. And then he goes into stores or whatever to, the, to get his marriage license. is the last thing that happened. He went to get his marriage license, came out, and these guys were all over his shit. And then he punched the Daily News photographer in the face. Oh, was it a Daily News guy? Yeah, Daily News. All right, see, that's worse than just punching some fucking idiot. Who doesn't have a real job? Yeah, those guys roll downstairs here sometimes in front of Sirius. Yeah, they have the press uh, thing so they can park right on 6th Ave. Yeah, and then uh, they, they, I just see the guys hanging out with just a bag of camera shit and then and the photo, uh, autograph guys. Autograph guys and paparazzi are down there all the time. Fez, whose side are you on in this? I'm on the paparazzi side. I think it's the celebrities will bring it on themselves. They want the life. How do you figure that's the life they want it, though? But it's they want. Let, let, let's look at Denzel Washington, right? He's a fucking strong actor, and he's a serious actor. 
He doesn't have anything to do with this shit. He never said, I want people to follow me around while I fucking eat. He wanted to make movies. Are you saying you can't fucking pick a career that you're in the movies without saying, oh, part of it, people be fucking hanging over your house, taking pictures of your kids in the pool? That doesn't even make sense to me. And for when they're doing press, it's I'm sure a lot of them don't even want to do it. They just have to because they're contracts, it's right? It's in everybody's fucking contract yeah, like have do, that they have to do press. Or whatever. But you know it comes with the territory. It's like, well, I want... That doesn't make sense. There's no fucking way that Denzel Washington should have think to himself, that comes with the territory. Or P.T. Anderson thinks that comes with the territory. There's a big difference between guys who go out and do fucking real work in the arts and the Kardashians. The Kardashians is a totally different fucking scene from let's say Merle Streep. Yeah. They they that they make their living fucking being in tabloids and shit. Because they have a reality show where they do nothing. And I don't I don't even think a majority of people that go into the arts fucking care about that side of it. You know, the the fucking flashing pictures. And by the way, the people who read these things, the last time I had to go up, remember uh, I did the Unmasked on the director and then you sent me that thing the night the before? The party, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the, the director on that? Um, look at my gang. This is my fucking Unmasked gang right here. That's why I'm going to put the interns in charge of this. So anyway. Nick Stoller. Yeah, of course, Nick Stoller. That's what I said. I go up there and they had the red carpet. If you're on the other side of the red carpet where everybody else is going, all that shit isn't happening. Yeah. You can just walk in and not be part of it. And then when the red carpet's over, that's like the end of it. Everyone's acting like that's a glamorous night, but it's really just a night at the movies. But they <laughs> fake it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. fake the fucking thing and act like it's a uh, a glamorous night. Tom, in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. As usual, Fez the hypocrite. No memory strikes again. How about the time that Fez was, I forget the details, where was he, at a bar? And one of the listeners was taking a videotape of him? What a shit fit he threw about that? Yeah, because the guy uploaded it and said, but, you know, you're in radio. I didn't think that you would mind. You know, you're... Yeah, didn't you want that life, Fez? Come on, you're a public figure. Totally different situation. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, I thought I was getting my picture taken. I didn't know he was shooting video. No it's the same exact. There's some people who don't even know that they think they're going to Starbucks. <laughs> they just fucking go to Starbucks and people are taking their pictures. I mean, the thing is, it is retarded, but I don't kind of blame the paparazzi. I more blame the people who read those kind of magazines, I think. Yeah, people love this shit. They just love it. But it's all made up. No one really thinks that it is fucking great, you know? I mean,. It's really weird that, like, when you go out to Beverly Hills, you've been in better neighborhoods than that. Wow. There are fucking better neighborhoods in Westchester than fucking Beverly Hills. Really? That's yeah. fucking weird. There's better neighborhoods in Jersey where you could drive around and go, wow, look at that house. It's very strange. It's all kind of bullshit. Fuck. Uh, there's certainly tons of better neighborhoods in Connecticut. I bought into that fucking lie, then. That's it. I mean, your thing is, you've always wanted to be, as you call it, another Bob Seger with a sword, with a magic sword. Right. I, it's Game of Thrones, and there's no magic swords. I just don't think that if you think to yourself, oh, I want to write music, or I want to fucking be in films, or whatever, or I want to be a fucking comedian, whatever it happens to be, is the same of, hey, you picked that life, 
so we should be able to take pictures of you and your kids. That's a, a bullshit myth that the only people who even say that are the people who sell gossip magazines, who think that's the life. Yeah, that's their main argument. Yeah, and no one else would fucking buy into that even for a second. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I'm going to go back over and check and see how this contest is coming along. Uh, sometimes you say yes when you mean no. Sometimes you say yes when you mean no. Oh, they're just flying in there. You're going to have a tough time. Um, here's one that just says, yes, I think Pepper Hicks is funny. Oh. No, I'm not retarded. You know what? Uh, yes, I'm hot for Lily. No, I don't want to vroom vroom much. <laughs> That's true. I don't know why anybody would. Just so I'm going to twist your dick a little bit till it fucking hurts. Yes, I love the Birdman. No, I'm not Shooter McGavin. Um, yes, I'm hated Philly. No, I'm not Joe Carter. First of all, there's no such thing as a Joe Carter. There isn't one. Um, let's go over here to Jason. Jason, you're on the Ron Fed Show. Hey, Ron Fed. Hey, Ron, I, I kind of blame the celebrities because most of them call the paparazzi to have them take their picture. And it's usually the same 10 people who are always in the same magazine. So that's kind of like the only, the only thing they ever get. Well, that's just not true. That's not. Those aren't the people that we're talking about. And quite frankly, I think the Kim Kardashians do sign up for it. Yeah. I don't think that fucking Robert De Niro signed up for it. Um, it doesn't make um, sense to me. Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I think most of the artists sign up to entertain you on the big screen, not necessarily in their personal lives. And I blame, like you, the idiots that read those magazines. Like you said, De Niro's not interested in that, but the Kardashians you know, are. For the people who say you signed up for this, that would be like, I would be okay, you know, hey, you like to do radio and you come here and stuff, so your boss should be able to come into your house whenever he wants. Just hang out. You know, what? hey, that's all part of it, you know, that is your job. Really? It doesn't even fucking start and make uh, sense. I see it differently. I see it as like, uh, I want to be a stand-up comic, but I don't want to work nights. No, it is not true. It's like the difference between I want to be a stand-up comic, but that should mean you should have to put up with hecklers. Or you should have to put up with people in the street saying, tell me a fucking joke, funny boy, or getting heckled in the street. The fucking thing of stand-up comedy takes place in one spot. That's the only fucking spot That's the that you're a stand-up comic. Then if you want to leave and meet people after, yeah, you could, but you don't fucking have to. Your thing of working nights, no stand-up comic would have a problem with that. Would he have a problem with the audience or club owners showing up at his house? Yes. Every fucking one of them would. We're just saying that there's no such thing as privacy. If you're saying I'm in the movies, here, watch this. It doesn't mean watch everything. I have no fucking idea why you want to see somebody with their kids. Oh, people love the fucking scene. The kids. That's one of the top things. I mean, that's what they pay the most for is picture of the kids. Um, All these magazines and fucking websites get a hard on for that shit. Let's go over to Sam in Jersey. You're in Memphis. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Sam from Jersey. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Uh, I think these guys, the movie stars, they have so much money. Why don't they just hire an agency of obnoxious O&A type listeners to go to these 
people to take pictures houses and make their lives miserable and get back out. Because what happens, and this is the funny part of it, is then they will be sued by these photographers. Now, you have to remember, these fucking photographers will be yelling at you, uh, you, you know, anti-gay slurs, stuff about your wife, stuff about your kids, oh, yeah. to make you fucking mad. It's not glamorous. It's, a it's not a fucking, fucking glamorous life. We're not talking about the people who show up to take the pictures outside of the movie theaters and all that kind of shit. Because that is, again, the controlled environment. It's not the people that are even taking pictures of you when you're in Letterman. These are the people that are climbing over their fucking walls and taking pictures of their kids in the pool. I don't know how you could be on the side of those people. Yeah, they just have contacts, people who die mount celebrities, and then they fucking try to sell footage to fucking, you know, whatever, wherever they can. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Ethan, you're in Minifez. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to talk about the uh, the whole paparazzi situation. I feel as if, um, from a from a legality standpoint, that you know they it's understandable the paparazzi can you know take pictures of them and all, but it, you know to a certain extent, you know you don't want them completely crowding their whole entire lifestyle. You know it gets it gets frustrating to a point. Yes, there should be places that it's fucking open to, like if you're going to a public event. Period. I don't think anyone bitches that they stand out in front of this building here. I don't think that's a problem. That is, you know, people come in and out of this building. I never hear, you know, I, I see them taking pictures of celebrities. I never see anybody trying to chase them away. But I don't think you go to the kids' school. I don't think you go to people's houses. I don't see how that's something that you sign up for. I think you keep it at the public events. It's not that fucking difficult. And the reason why we don't slam down on these guys is because you do want freedom of the press. These are the same kind of people that wrap themselves in the freedom of the press. Uh, and we have to allow that. I wouldn't have won any laws against it. But at the same time, I don't see defending them or their actions. Oh, no. There's nothing wrong with people that are behaving rude. <laughs> and you're people. saying that's fucking rude. And uh, I don't want any part of that product. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, this is probably the biggest problem that's ever happened in history. Oh. Because of the early summer. It was a warm spring, early hot summer. There is a toasted almond shortage. No. Now, as you remember, when Eddie Murphy was a little kid... He had to get a toasted almond for his dad. Which I always laughed at that bit so hard because little kids don't order toasted almond, but parents do. It's good stuff. I don't know why as you get older, you're like, yeah, get me a toasted almond. It sounds good. There's a shortage. There is a shortage. I just had a fucking box of them shits in my freezer and I ate them. <laughs> so, you ate them all in a row? I like two over two days. You should have just yeah. fucking taken your time. And start to deal them on the street. I had no idea. I was putting the fucking supermarket like, oh shit, toasted almond bars. I haven't had those in a while. And now they're now I, I fucking I didn't save them at all. I just took it for granted. That's gonna be a longer while. <sighs> um just throw myself out this fucking window. Keith, you're on the run of Fed show. Good afternoon, guys. Wouldn't it be great if you were an A-list celebrity and you had a permit to carry a tranquilizer gun and if the paparazzi got out of control, you could just blast them this way you can get out of there with it? Yeah. Um, you see the Alec Baldwin thing. Alec Baldwin is always so funny because either people are completely on his side 
and love him. He's awesome. Or they're completely against him and they hate him. But he is the type of guy. There he is. You just see him smacking on this fucking guy. He's bitching him out. But also, look how close the dude is to him. He's on his shit. And how is this something that Alec Baldwin signed up for? He goes down to pick up a license. Why should he have his picture taken there? I mean, you look at him, and he's basically wearing a fucking tracksuit, yeah. hasn't shaved, and his hair looks like shit. He just wants to fucking get some and paperwork done. And you can see done. from this picture how close the fucking guy is to them. Yeah, he's a foot away. He's a, he's a fucking, he's, he's a half an arm's length away from this fucking guy. He's on top of his shit, and they were camped out waiting for him. Oh, you're fucking nuts. I would go nuts. I wonder who the. I wonder how famous the first team who wins the playoff, the NCAA playoff is, and is that going to negate every championship before that? Yeah, it will. And you know, when you look back, when people talk about how many championships you know someone's got, now they only start at the Super Bowl. No one pays any attention to the fact that the Green Bay Packers won all these championships leading up to those Super Bowls. Doesn't matter at all. There was like another three or four there. And no one sits around and talks about greatest of all time, Bart mm -hmm. Starr. He's got fucking seven rings or whatever the fuck he got. They act like he's got two. He does. That's because we're in the Super Bowl era. So thank God Joe Paterno didn't live, live to I, see this. I get that, but why is every other era just negate it like it's nothing? Baseball's never done that. Baseball doesn't throw away Ty Cobb's records, but if you look at football, they don't give a shit about YA Tittle. They they've got to me because it's changed so much. Well, like baseball's changed a lot too. So good, you're having an argument with yourself. <laughs> There's two Chris Stanleys: one who thinks he's on one side, the other who thinks he's on the other side. I'm losing my mind. He doesn't need anyone else to have a discussion. Two Chris Stanleys. Who are your interns today? Kokomo Joe, Stan Island Anna. Right, first of all, send me Kokomo Joe. I'm going to talk to Anna a little later. Kokomo, get in here. What takes him so long? I mean, you say get in here and he's not here yet. Yeah, he's fucking slow. Is we should Minnesota be playing a Kokomo song right now. Minnesota well, Legs. We got to start and have like little meetings about how we're going to run stuff. It's on there? All right, Kokomo. Hey, thanks for wearing the uh, B.I.G. fucking shirt today. I knew that you were fucking old school. Yep, yep. Um, we got a couple of unmasks coming up next yep. week. Mm -hmm. You and the interns now run unmasks 100%. Oh, well, come on. All right. Daryl Hammond is next Friday. Okay. Uh, make sure that people go to the iBang, sign up for it, get ready. It's going to be the darkest. Okay. The darkest we've ever done. On a couple of reasons. A, his past is pretty dark. B, at 3 o'clock, we've been turning off all the lights. <laughs> and Fez and I had a, a disagreement about it. He's still looking for the Kokomo song, right? It's fun. Now, he, Fez doesn't think it cools the place off. I do. I think it feels like summer school in here when they turn off the lights. And I really... I, it feels comfortable. I like it. Brings like, it back. Hey, everybody else went to vacation, and we get to stay here and get a B. <laughs> we got the run of the place now. Remember when they do that in summer school? All right, you get a B, but it's still just going to count as a D on your fucking... <laughs> Why? Because Whatever. I can't fucking give you better grades than real people. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. There's four of us who are reading a book. Yeah. Can I leave? Sucks. It's fucking hot. <laughs> um... 
Well, at least you kept your fucking pot connections open, though, for the entire summer, and that was nice. Yeah, hell yeah. Make money. Um, all right, Pat from Monaki wrote, Yes, I am fat. No, I don't have a glandular problem. I'll pack it right to gags. He can. Here's a big problem with you. You had a hit with the Either or Neither song. Mm-hmm. Then there's never been a follow-up game. No. He got I, shut down for the Eastside Dave game. First of all, mm-hmm. let's play his song, Either or Neither. Either or neither, getting high off of ether, riding a zebra, getting jungle fever. Either or neither, it's time for some fun. Pick one or none, it's either or neither. I want you guys, you and your intern group, to take over either or neither so that that song can get played more. Okay. There's no sense, Hicks. That either and either doesn't stay a big hit. I love that song. Yeah. I love guessing the. What about the game? You like to know? Is it either or? Because yeah, either or. Or yeah. well, then either. is it neither? Oh, shit. Yeah. Either or neither, yeah. you fucking <laughs> book cleaver. Either or neither, show. It's good stuff. <laughs> How's things coming with you and Dana? Good. I haven't seen her since Wednesday. Yeah, she's not in uh, the rest of the week. Huh? She's not no. in the rest of the week. What's no. the story with her? She, uh, I don't know. She's been. There, and then she hasn't been there. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I found out none of those other people work, really. No. Even when they are working. Weird. Mm-hmm. And then Pips also had her carry some heavy stuff <laughs> yeah. the day that the food came in. Uh-huh. I think she pulled something in her back. <laughs> in her lower back. I think she's in traction. Happens. Pips puts fucking people to work. Yeah, he'll fucking grab them yeah. and get them fucking she, Well, she wants to be adopted by this show, she said. So... I don't know if we could love her as much as our own interns. Though. I know. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I ha- only have so much love, and yeah. all of that's for you know my interns yeah. that I gave birth to. Yeah, no, it's not the same. It's I like know the, yeah. that you know, this is, you know, I know it's like to be fun dad. Yeah, I get no, that. I, I get it. Yeah, you know, I, I can fun see it. dad who lets you say fuck, <laughs> lets you smoke. I get that. Can we drink in the basement? Can I go, Mister Bennington's car? There's a keg in there. <laughs> he sometimes lets us steer. <laughs> There's only one way uh-huh. I would ever think of her as my own. Okay. She's going to marry in. She if she okay. marries Kokomo Joe, Makes sense. then <laughs> on will, air. Yeah, on air. I will then think of her as part of my family. Not a second before. Okay. Oh, you should have seen. You should have went to that movie for me last night. Maybe oh. that's what I got to start doing. Send him out to my movies. I I I enjoy movies. Either or neither. Fuck you, Lord Cleaver. <laughs> um, you do enjoy movies. I do. This was Medea. I'm sorry to hear that. No, what are you I can't. About? I can't comment. Okay. Eugene Levy starred in it. I see. Well, I won't comment either then. <laughs> You can only tell about the movie from my eyes. I, oh, it looks great. It yeah, looks no great, then. Awesome. <laughs> I've signed my name. <laughs> they will burst in through this studio and fuck us up. <laughs> in Fez's world, if you're watching a movie and you're a celebrity, they can just take pictures of you while you're doing it. So come on. They signed up for it. I know that because I keep hearing the phrase, they signed up for it, coming from the people. Who make money off of that? Dirty British tabloid fucking moguls. Just the worst people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we got to uh, break here. Um, it is the Run and Fez show. Why don't we uh, throw it using the Letterman thing of when they come back, Ron and Fez will take your phone calls. We're looking for it. We're looking. Inside voice. Well, we'll it got taped over by something else. Either or neither. <laughs> time um, for some fun. Yeah, we're just having Dude. the fucking greatest time ever. Because it's Friday. You ain't getting no job. You got nothing else to yeah, do today. Shit to do. Nothing. That may be the greatest summer movie ever. Medea? No. Oh, Jesus. No. I can't legally talk about it. I can't Sorry. talk about it. I'm Kokomo. excited. I know you are. I'm excited about the wedding, too. Uh, when we get back, uh, lots, lots more, including a new zombie attack. That's right. Pearl Jam swindled. What? Ripped off. And Nazis take down Twitter. And Ron and Fez will be right back to take your phone calls. It's the Ron and Fez Show. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Weekdays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. Celebrate. Replays daily at 1 a.m. Eastern. Show. Um, I don't know whether you've seen up on the iBank today the madness of Hillary Clinton and her crazy fucking glasses. No. But she may have tipped it. She may have just finally tipped over into just pure lunacy. And I think if she would have worn these glasses, she would have beat Obama four years ago. Let's see how crazy these glasses are. I don't know what this event is. I'm sure it's got some kind of text to it, you know, that what the fuck? everybody should get it. Make that as big as you can, the screen. It's just the craziest glasses ever. She looks like a crazy old lady. Bootsy Collins would wear shit like that. Where's your top hat, Hillary? Wow. That is some fucking flamboyant weirdness. She also drops the fucking word that I hate more than anything else in the world. Uh, is pantsuit. I just hate... Just Why can't you call it a suit? Why do you have to say pantsuit? Because that's for ladies. Yeah. I don't wear a pantsuit. So that's what, how Fez wanted to dress. If he were to cross-dress. But do you remember none of that happened? 
it was another thing where there was no payoff. Fez got into a thing where he made us sit around for days and tell him how, when he said he wanted to be a cross-dresser, and we came up with 90 different looks, and then it was forgotten. Just go to the Salvation Army and pick up a pantsuit. And even when I brought up, uh, you know, what Brian Baker said about the post-traumatic stress, that has also been dropped. Harvey Weinstein is stopping by later. He's got a big movie out uh, called The Intouchables. But we put a piece up on the iBang. 42 films, films connected to Harvey Weinstein. Hell yeah. Um, because Harvey, of course, is a producer, distributor, Oscar campaigner, a million different things that he's been involved with. He's the man. I've only, like, fuck, you know, being a fan of fucking films. And even just if you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, I think you know who Harvey Weinstein is. Because he just has right. so many, like, just stories about the guy. You hear his name. He's, like, constantly at page six and shit. Right. And he's a guy connected, you know, Miramax, him and his brother fucking Bob. And, you know, early on, this is the guy that found Quentin, bought Kevin Smith's first yeah. thing. Uh, basically has battled with everybody that he's been on the side with or against. But I will say this about Harvey, and I don't, I can't think of another person who's ever run one of these things, is that he loves films. Not just his films, but film in general. Now I'm going to ask Pips. Here's Pips, the young guy. I want you to look that list over, Pips, and tell me any films... That you don't know off the top of your head. Because really, if you want an introduction to uh, independent film, these posters alone would be a great place to go. It's just, I mean, it can't, it can't, it's, every one of these is ridiculous. Now, if you were to look at it, I think we would, we'd all pick Pulp, right? That would be your number one? It has to be. Pulp is that your number one Tarantino still? Yeah. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah. Easily. Over Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah. All right, so take that off. Now what would you pick hmm. as your favorite? All right. Because this is a really tough yeah, game to play. There are just, it's 41 minus fucking Pulp Fiction amazing films here. Wow. I think I have to go Sling Blade. If I'm going to uh, go non-Tarantino, I'm going to go Sling Blade. You know, here's the weird thing about Sling Blade. Love that movie. As good as... Every, and everybody went crazy when it came out. I think it's even grown on us. I think that thing has a better shelf life than most. Uh, the If you were just going to go by just the best acting you've ever seen in your life, my left foot is the most phenomenal piece of acting I can imagine. Um, Coriolanus, I picked as my favorite film last year. Here's a film, I'm going to tell you the truth. Chasing Amy is such a terrific fucking movie. It's awesome. Love I that. love that. There's another one up there. Fez has watched, next to Batman, watched more than anything, A Single Man. Fez it, is a big, big fan of that. It's a gorgeous film. It's just shot beautifully. Shit, I didn't God, know these are great stuff. I didn't know Basquiat was fucking Harvey. Yeah, he wow. also did the last one with him too, Muriel. He was the with that. 
I, you know, a lot of these Harvey picks up once the people shoot them, like when they're independents. You know, uh, he'll pick them up at Sundance and stuff. Damn. Uh, we have uh, a film this weekend that I think was the best documentary at Sundance this year. Yeah, it won it won one of the awards at Sundance. Uh, which is just insane. It's called The Invisible War, uh, directed by Kirby Dick and Amy Ziering. Uh, check out The Invisible War for that. Um, I want to plug Oxiana too. They are. I'm become the plug king. That's what I do. I say, like, make sure we plug this, but I get the list. Oxiana yeah. is closing in. Tuesday would be its last day to be up there. Yeah. Only $9,000 away. That's it. This fine documentary, which, by the way, this young guy raising $41,000 so fast, and kids didn't yell at him or spit on him or say they were going to come in his no, mouth. He's just going to work. Yeah. He's going to take that money and, and work and make, and work. make a piece of art. Uh, we should have a connection, too. If you want to be the producer of a film, I think he's one of the best young filmmakers out there. Sean Dunn. Sean Dunn is a terrific, terrific young filmmaker. Your chance to join in with him. Oxiana.com. That goes straight. To, that goes to the website and the Kickstarter. Oxiana.com. Link up on the iBank. Uh, by the way, did you ever, and I'm looking over these Harvey things, uh, have you ever seen uh, Smoke? Uh, no, actually, I haven't seen Smoke, no. Write that one down. All You'll right. like it. A, it's about a guy who owns a tobacco shop in Brooklyn when you can do a lot of smoking. All right. And just terrific people into it. What about this, Hicks, train spotting? Oh, fucking shit. Amazing. That's one of the best fucking dope movies, drug movies ever. Almost too good. I, I had a, I had a, the first time I watched it, I was freaked out by it. I was like, fuck. This I was very hardcore. depressed when I watched it, too. It's fucking Especially the baby shit and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, the baby, yeah. Um, let's go over some of this swingers he picked up. <laughs> Phenomenal film. Uh, Citizen Ruth was the first of uh, those films. Cider House Rules. Just, Best friend John Irving. It's one after another. I didn't know he was involved with Rounders. I didn't know either. Well, he's been involved with a ton of films. Just a ton of them. So that's coming up a little later on in the show today. Harvey Weinstein. I went to the Paris Theater. It's actually one of my favorite places to watch movies. They do a lot of foreign films there, too. Uh, that's where I saw the artist. But I saw Untouchables there. Nice. It sounds, I mean, this movie's just getting so They actually much. sent me a screener, but I don't like to watch a farm film on screening. Like, I need to see it on a big screen. And then I don't even know I'm reading. It's like a phenomenal thing that it just pops up and it kind of enters, but you don't, you're not aware of reading. Um, King's Speech. That was the Oscar winner, right? King's Speech? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's fantastic at getting awards for these films. It's like legendary at this yeah. point, right? I mean, he's, he's he's gotten the best picture two years in a row now. Chicago, he also got best picture for. <laughs> Crazy. He's amazing at associating and finding himself with these just amazing films. How many films. best pictures? Shakespeare in Love was his. That was a best picture. Yep. Someone was like, you say it shouldn't even have won best picture. It did, though. He fucking got it. He works at Academy. That's what I got to start doing. Working the Academy a little more. 
Piano is also a great film. All right, Pips, which one of these films do you not know? There's a lot, actually, Ron. I feel kind of ashamed about that. That's all right. You're a kid. Yeah. Most of these films, you were a baby when they came out. Um, you see, I've heard of most of them, but mm -hmm. I've most, I haven't seen them. You know what I mean? All right, give us three you haven't seen, and we'll pick one out for you. Okay, I have not seen Chocolate. You don't need to. Yeah, it's, I, I got to forget that one. Um, I haven't seen Blue Valentine. It's good. Um, I haven't seen uh, Thin Blue Line. Thin that Blue is great, good, great documentary. One. That's one Dude, of all Dude, by the way, great. somebody sent me a documentary. Maybe we should even put it. It's on YouTube now. It's They said it was a predecessor to Cops, right? And it's The Bronx, 1976. It's a black and white documentary. I'm going to put it up after the show today. I'm going to put it up on the iBank. Holy shit. Fucking blew my mind. I got to see it. Remember that uh, Manchester TV series, Manchester, England, that we watched, uh, Life on Mars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way cops act in that, that's how these cops are. That's I mean, it's so physical. The other weird thing is you can't believe how brazen the fucking street gangsters are. They didn't give it. was just out in the open to do whatever uh, the fuck they literally wanted. Literally, we're surrounding cop cars. Holy shit. Um, literally surrounding cop cars. Insane. Crying Game was a major fucking movie. Huge. No one saw that coming. The Reader won an Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, it's one after another. And, you know, and just the documentaries, too. Just, they're just yeah. amazing. Well, the Pat Tillman documentary is fucking phenomenal. And I hate the country for not fucking getting pissed off about that. He has the eye, man. Harvey's the man. Yeah, he is. He's got the eye and he's got the ear. He's like, yo. Thank you. Boy, you're always picking fucking things in five games. That's right. You never make a mistake with it. Ever. Just fucking perfect. Uh, there's a piece up of a guy laying under a train on purpose. And... I got all that. I get the thing of, hey, you can lay under a train and shit because it's going slow. Because if it's going fast, it'll suck you up. Oh, that's fucked up. You didn't know that. If it's no. going fast enough, it like, creates like a vacuum in there. Sucks people up. But why wouldn't you wait, no matter if you got to be in there a fucking minute or ten days, wait till the train passes before you try to jump out? This kid's a fucking asshole. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen online. Someone... On purpose, laying under a train. As boys, did you ever jump trains and shit when you were a kid? No, we used to do it just for, not for like travel purposes, but just for that the fun of hanging on to one for a while. And I never got into like you see the into the boxcar like you see. Yeah, I've never saw that open. where you. Well, I saw them open, but I never felt confident. You know, again, I was little. It was like fifth or sixth grade, but you would grab onto the ladder and hold. You know, jump up on the ladder. But it would be going even slower than that when we jumped on. And then when it would pick up, we would bounce. pick up speed. We're like, we got to get off before this is too fast. Because <laughs> I don't know how long you could have fucking possibly, you know, those things will start going 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, then you're going to end up somewhere fucking But this America. fucking dude wants to roll out when there's a moving train going over him. <laughs> and again, these guys are only doing this. They're like Irish or some shit. Only doing it to go viral. No other reason. 
This is fucking insane. This kid's going to make a move to get out of here. And he's just listening to his friend tell him when to go. Instead of, like, just realizing, I better wait till I feel like it's safe. Well, uh, I don't know whether he has the vantage point. He can't. Though. Yeah, he can't even look. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't... Well, he head. doesn't... You, I don't think he can tell where those wheels are coming. So he would definitely need a spotter. But why not just hold on? He's in no danger as long as he lays there. And his friends don't... No, 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 no. He just tried to throw his bag out for Why me. do you need a bag? What's in there? Snacks, you fucking idiot? Oh. You can tell that these are like the lowest white kids in their fucking neighborhood, too. No, 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 no. All right. No, 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 no. No! Hurry up, man. Oh, my fucking this God. Is probably fucking Mooch's nephews. We shouldn't even put stuff like that up. It's just so fucking low rent. It's it's fucking senseless insanity. Awful. Now, if he would have gotten cut in half, that would have gone really viral. Yeah, That's we got cut in half. All the fucking guts is people would be like, "Yeah, I gotta see this." Oh, so it still would have been released. Yeah, and then it's like buddy there just starts playing with his guts and be like what do you mean release like going out from theater to theater no released on the internet in IMAX 3D <laughs> the kid who gets cut in half I'm gonna give you three today Fez and then we gotta start having uh, like uh, things like a punishment it's two what would be your punishment if you do three in a row without getting why don't you just come just bolting out like a snake um, I don't know. It just feels like I should reach out. No one even knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, Rounders. Some people just love the Rounders. It's a great film. Uh, Harley wrote, I saw the Kill Bill Volume 2 last night, and the Buried Alive scene is still... Really tough to watch, and I ain't even claustrophobic. I can get claustrophobic. Like I just like to know I can leave whenever I fucking want to. That's my fucking thing. Like, if I make the choice, good, I could go. So the Kill Bill two scene, I'm watching that, and I'm like, I'm gonna fake a fucking piss here. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take take a piss. So during the scene, yeah. So I run up, go to the bathroom. I come back, and we're in the next scene, and I go. Oh, how did she get out? And I hear, oh, she isn't yet. This is a flashback. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's a big chunk of time between. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I still have to fucking sit in between that. So I knew we would be returning to the claustrophobia fucking coffin scene. But it's okay. She gets out. Does that make you feel better? Or just knowing yeah, she Yeah, I did. In... No. I would have felt better if she would have died in the dirt than stayed in that box. <laughs> All right, now I'm just freaked out thinking of what, what it would be like. I remember when I was a kid and I read about this fucking guy who tried to be like Santa Claus and and rob houses by going down the chimney and they didn't find him That's until he started idea. to stink the fucking place up. Oh, God. I can't even think about that He now. just decayed in a yeah. fucking... And when I was like, I'm like four or five and the story is on the news. I just got obsessed with it and kept asking questions like, <laughs> well, was he screaming? Was his, didn't he have a friend with him? Yeah. My dad's like... 
How am I supposed to know? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Get to the bottom of it. That's whacked out. Some dead body in your chimney. Sure. You have to get used to it. I guess. For me, I don't know, clear the body out. Whatever happens, happens. Another cool thing we got up there is old-time car wrecks. I didn't even know that uh, cars had, could go fast enough, like those old Model Ts, to really get fucking demolished. Holy shit. Yeah. They look exactly like kind of car wrecks today, except for... That shit's wrapped around the fucking tree. Yeah. Now, the funny thing about it is, like, they were saying that these cars only cost $298. A Maltese, three hundred bucks. Yeah. Why are we still driving them? Like the fun game could be is like whoever you are, look at your salary. How far would you have to go back before you were wealthy? <laughs> this is like a super baller. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a time, no matter what it is, there is a time, no matter what you're doing, you can be making minimum wage, but if you were making that same money during the seventeen hundreds. Everybody would be calling you fucking sir. Yeah, I think like on Mad Men, they reference their salaries sometimes. And these guys are like super ballers or part of the fucking thing yeah. in the 60s. That, like, I make $10,000 a year, and they're like crazy ballers. Right. Like, I was like, what? That's not even that, that's not even that, that far a long time ago. I'm trying to think of what my dad paid for the house I grew up with, and it was almost free. It was honestly something like twenty some thousand dollars or something fucking crazy. That's whacked out. But we didn't have that money, and you're like, "Why? What is wrong with you?" <laughs> it's fucking twenty grand. <laughs> it's nothing. But that just goes to show there's zero fucking meaning to money except for that moment. Yeah. Like when people are going, well, "If I would have kept the things that I had when I was a kid, yeah, I guess anybody would have." So still shit. Still crap. Man. Like, you ever fucking wonder about those Civil War people? If they had, like, nickels, they'd be happy. Yeah, they, they fucking had no idea what was going on. They just had a farm. That's When's it. the last time you even had a nickel in your hand? I don't even let them give me fucking change at a goddamn bodega. Like, fuck that. I don't want that change fucking chinking around. I usually get... Hold on, paper. I just want to... So people know that's not racial. No. Insanity's way over with. Yeah, it's done. We're all together under one fucking place. Um, let's go over to Adam. Adam, you're on the Fez. Hey, Rod. So I'm helping my buddy rip out a house, you know, drywall and everything, and they use old newspapers for insulation. So we're reading them. And I'm trying to explain to these kids that you you used to be able to buy a car, buy a freaking house. A magazine, you know, JC Penny, all that stuff. They, they couldn't even understand it. No, it's insane. It's really there's nothing more fun than going back and looking at old magazines, too. You know, just first of all, it'll say something like a nickel on the front of it. Yeah, I found a bunch of old magazines, it's great. Yeah, and you just look at them and you're like, were people nuts in those days? But oh, yeah, you know, the clothing itself is unbelievable. And the weird thing is. People could afford shit then. They could afford it. They uh, used to have those like? um, old uh, in-the-news things on Saturday mornings where, with Christopher Glenn, and they would talk about inflation to try to explain that to kids and say things like, by the year 2000, a candy bar will cost over a dollar. 
And that sounded insane. Like, that couldn't happen. Fez is taking it in the other direction. He's letting us know how the elderly lived. So, when would you be watching these things, Fez? On Saturday mornings. What year? Was it last Saturday or two Saturdays ago? No, I think it would probably be back, like, in the late 70s. Oh, my God. He's old. Oh. He is so old. Come on. Get with the times. He's flipping the script, though. I like that. Colliers. Um... Let's go over here to Daryl. You're on the run for this show. Daryl. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, was, I just heard the comment earlier about like like the price of houses. Like your father paid twenty some thousand for a house back in the day, you know. And I remember the same thing. My father's house was probably like twenty nine thousand, and this was like the Mac Daddy house, brick basement, you know, bathroom, everything, and and land to boot. And then the house payment was like ninety eight dollars a month. You know, and the same structure today is over two hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, and you know. that that's the interesting thing is like, what were they paying? Sixty five bucks a month. Oh my god, eighty bucks a month. Yeah, and the apartment, his rent was something like I don't know, twenty bucks or something a month, like something ridiculous. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? He's like on the Upper West Side, right? It's just a, a fucking brownstone. Well, dude, that is like even the seventies or eighties. You could come in New York and get brownstones that were um dollars $50,000. That sounds absurd. Yeah. And those people that have them, now they sit around and they go like this. Should we sell our $10 million home? I don't know. Yeah, you should. Um, let's go over to Dan in Ohio. You're on Fez. Ronnie, yeah. great memory of buying uh, stuff in magazines. Uh, it was a magazine called Boy's Life. It was attached to, uh, like, uh, when you're a Boy Scout. And uh, they had all kinds of stuff in there, BB guns and ropes and stuff. But the best was, for fourteen ninety five in 1967, you could buy a monkey. A monkey? Did it be sent to your house? would be sent to your house. They had a picture of this. Grinning spider monkey for fourteen ninety five. <laughs> I gotta fucking get one for fifteen bucks, mom. We can have a monkey. Yeah, that, you know, I think the fez was extra. All right, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. See, that's why people think that they want to time travel because they'd be able to fucking just roll over everybody else. All right, I think I found the ad for this. Young squirrel monkey, fourteen ninety nine, and the cage is twenty. The cage Why would the cage be more than a monkey? <laughs> the, for Shopper City Discount Department Stores, buy yourself a young squirrel monkey for fourteen ninety nine. Playful little rascal, full of monkey business. And you wonder why we ended up with AIDS in this country? Oh, they're fucking selling them teenage boys monkeys. They're saying young uh, squirrel monkey, but you're probably getting a very elderly one. Why would you say that? Just to push them out. That, that cheap? Great pet. Yeah, but I think they probably sell them as babies. Like, the thing is, it's not. there's nothing expensive about a monkey if you're allowed to raise them and sell them. No more than any other thing. Look, it says here that he's lots of fun. Limit one at the sale price. You can only get one at $14.99. I, you know, they say, like, with genetics and all, you will be able to have miniature animals. So you could have a miniature giraffe that would be... That you could keep at your house or everyone, a miniature elephant. Everyone's going to buy them. 
It's it's gonna be crazy. I want people to cash for it. Depending on my- I definitely would want to have like a tiny elephant. That'd be badass. I'll call him Peanut. What about tiny little rhinoceros? It couldn't oh, hurt anybody. Fucker. They'll just be ramming around. And Probably shit. just ends up like hurting your fucking ankle or something. Whatever. Stop Run that. Shin. Hey. Hey, Riney. St- Riney, stop rubbing your fucking big horn all over my shin, you crazy rhino. Come on. Oh, I got to get his rhino food. <laughs> I would like just have like a baby white shark just to fucking take baths with and stuff like. All right, I'm going to get uh, Sharky and put him in the bathtub with me. It's a little dangerous, though. No, because he's small. It's a miniature. All right, it's okay. It's like the way now that you'll take a bath with your guppies. Oh, yeah. Sharky, stop biting. It's like little pinpricks. Oh, that's not bad at all. And you just have this fucking cool shark with you all the time? I don't know whether I'd want to do that, like have a genetic a large animal small, or a really giant fucking mouse or gerbil. I think I'd go give me the small exotic animal. A giant rodent, what I think would just be horrifying. Like I don't a giant think so. a giant rat. Like a rat that's like fucking like two feet long. You see them, they freak out. No, I want one that's about as big as Westchester County. Okay. You could just take over the world then with that. Like just a, getting hit by the yes. tail. Keep it going, Fizz. Don't do your sniper lines. Mitch and Murray watching you. Go. Go go. Yeah, the tail could wipe out an entire forest at one time. And just that really gross, whatever that skin is like on the on a rat's tail, Tap. the fact that it isn't fur on there. Tap. It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Bob in New Hampshire. You're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Bob in New Hampshire? Yeah. Yay, what's up? You sound like a million bucks, buddy. Uh, you want to take a look at some old, you know, see what things used to be in some old, uh, you know, there's an old Radio Shack catalog website. They go back into the 30s, and you can pick up and see what things used to cost. You know, things that used to be out there, things that no longer exist in technology. You know, it's kind of cool. To- I, love, I love old magazines. I'll sit and look at them forever. I think it's just fucking fascinating. And I love to see stuff where people, like a doctor, will be selling cigarettes for your stress. No. Relax. Have a Paul Mall. I think I will, Doc. Thanks. Holy shit. A lot of kids gathered up outside of our fucking room here. I don't know what's going on. Listen, hey, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, it's Hard Rock Johnny. Hey, Hard Rock Johnny. Well, and you can do a fuck you Friday because I'm not driving my mother down the shore, so you're you're safe. Boy, fuck, let me tell fuck, you, fuck. your mom when she said "bafangul" to me, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Danger. She was dying. She still talking. I was on the radio. I, I know I was there with you. <laughs> do you remember? We all cursed. <laughs> <laughs> she told you. I said "fuck you" on the radio. Right. What is she doing now? Just wrapping strings around chickens so you guys can crab all weekend. No, 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 we're not. She's not down here yet. I came down on my own. I was, Johnny, so. chicken necks. We're crabbing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, you're talking about the value of, of money at times. Where we are now, my parents bought a house that was a three-bedroom house and an empty lot next door to it. 
on the water for like forty five thousand dollars in nineteen seventy nine. Wow. We had offers for the empty lots go for like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand dollars now. Just for just for the empty lots right. it's crazy. When, when you look and, and I you know, I was lucky enough that my, my mother's father when he died was like ninety six and he used to tell us like, you know and you know, you always hear those cliche walk the you know, walk the school uphill both ways. But he would work for like he said he would work for like a quarter a day. Could you imagine that that was like what you would make? No, like a quarter. Be like, what is this for? It's for nothing. But you know, it's really funny about shore property because every time someone buys a house at the shore, they knock it down though and put up yep. something bigger, oh. some ugly monstrosity. Come on! But no one likes the old kind of fashion cottage because you're paying big money. So you're like, want a big pad? Yeah, I want an exotic thing. But the whole point of going to the shore used to ha- to be to have a, like a cottagey feel. People hate that now. Yeah, I mean, if on our block, there's still a couple of houses that are like right across from us. There's like one of those one floor small cottage, maybe right. two of them, and then like down to the left, there's three three story houses and another one that's being built right now that has like spires on it, like it's going to be a castle. Like I don't, I mean, whatever you want to do with your money is fine, right. but. You know, it, it definitely changes. But, yeah, that isn't the same thing of going to the beach like it used to be. No, I mean, there was uh, someone, a friend of mine was just looking at a house down two blocks off the water, which are like those five or 600 square foot houses. Yeah. That they, you know, that's a typical beach house, and it was like $450,000. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, you got to be crazy to pay that. I mean, and it wasn't even on the water. It's two blocks from the beach. Yeah, but we say that, and now, like, Fucking twenty years from now, like you could have got that place for four hundred thousand. You would have made right. thirty-seven million off of that. You silly bastard! Right. You're fucking such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like brownstones in New York City. Yeah. Twenty years ago, in some neighborhoods in New York, you could have bought a brownstone for four hundred, five hundred thousand. And everybody's like, "Let's get out of here. Why would we ever pay that? They've ruined right. New York. Oh, ruined God. it." Now, Millions of dollars they go for. It's amazing. Easy. Johnny, I got to make sure. We'll try to get this up on the iBang after. You got to see this black and white documentary of cops in the Bronx during the 70s. It's fucking oh, seriously. It's it's almost Escape from New York. I got to see this. <laughs> it's the Warriors. It's basically like watching the Warriors. I like that. And these cops are just like saying to kids, Come on, give us the pipes and chains. No one's getting busted for it. Stop your looting. Um, all right, buddy. You going down right, this boy. weekend now? I'm here for, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I was supposed to come home, but I got a nice pass from my wife because Eddie Trunk and I are going to go see Metallica tomorrow. Oh, all right. right. At some point, there. yell out, sell Attica. Let him know. <laughs> what did you say, Fez? I said, nice trip. Nice. All right, buddy. All right, boys. Peace. I found a Radio Shack ad from 67 in their catalog, and in one of their CB radio ads, they have a pack of fucking Marlboro Reds just sitting next to it. (laughs) Just to let you know. (laughs) Like, hey, when you're on your CB, you can also be fucking lighting up. Um, That's amazing, man. That is amazing. Hey, real to real awesome. Keith, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, Ron, uh, years ago, my dad bought a cottage up by Lake Erie, an old cottage for like a summer place to go to. <clears throat> and when we were cleaning it, we found some magazines. Um, one was a uh, Ladies' Home Journal from 1919. And the crazy thing is there were probably 20 or 25 different car manufacturers back then that were advertising that are no longer around. 
And uh, and one of the strangest things I saw was uh, women could order, uh, like just for fatigue and anxiety, uh, liquid or cocaine syrup uh, by mail. And that was back in 1919. I guess this stuff was before, you know, they outlawed all that. But yeah. uh, it was interesting that you can get drugs uh, through the mail, like, like cocaine. You get morphine, you get cocaine, yeah. uh, any kind of opiates. And uh, people would be like, you know what? I was feeling so down. And then after I started to have this liquid cocaine, I just find myself up more and chipper. Sounds awesome. Hey, cocaine toothache drops. Only 15 cents. The fuck? Can you imagine, like, then you'd be like, I gotta find my fucking change. I gotta get some drops, man. I gotta get some I need fucking some. drops. Matt Clifton, you're on Ron Fez. How you doing, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. All right, check this out. Have you ever been down to in Maryland, Assateague Island? Assateague and Chincoteague, yeah. Yeah, um, the, it's it's crazy. Wait, you can you can go camp on the beach. You wake up and there's horses running, like running around your tent, playing in the surf. It's only a few miles down south. I know you're talking about the, the beach. Uh, it was all houses. It but. does well. That's you know, like a fucking state park. Yeah, no, so, you know, it's not like nobody knows about it. You everybody know? knows about it. They they make children's books about it. Yeah, I don't know. I never seen any children's books about that. Like I'm looking around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, people don't want to do this. Um. Phil, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing, man? Uh. You were talking about um, time travel there for a second and how, you know, uh, people always talk about time travel. They want to go back in time and say, oh, shit, I would have bought stock in this yeah. or I would have bought time property. Travel. But, you know, what I would have done, man, I would have take like, say, the 10 biggest songs of all time or 10 best-selling novels of all time or, you know, and go back and fucking rewrite that shit and act like I wrote it. You know what I mean? So steal, actually use it to steal from people. Steal from <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? What time would you go back to? There's no doubt in my mind that I would go back to 2006 really? and stop the 9-11 memorial. And um, why wouldn't you go back to 2001, stop 9-11? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that would have been shit. That would have been the thing Shit. to do. I was thinking about... Just, I was going to go back to 2006 and just yell, beware, five years ago, something is going to happen. That's, I don't know if that's going to help. Motherfucker, do I get two trips or is that... It's just the I one. I think it's just why? the one. Why? 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 Why is there only one? Time machine's one and done, I think. Why? Is a car one and done? Is it an airplane? A helicopter? I don't think you can go back. What are you basing that on? First of all... Terra Nova. What is that? That time travel show. Is it on? No, it got canceled. <laughs> All right, so why are we using them? End time tunnel, you could go as many times as you wanted. I just feel like once you have a time machine, it's not going to wear out after one. No other kind of transportation did. You didn't say anybody say to Columbus, you'll only be able to go to America one. It's and then there'll be no such thing as a boat after that. I mean, why is there disposable time machines? I think Who, that's how time machines work. Based on what? Terminator. 
You only get shoot back. You only get shot back once, and then it's it. You're stuck there. I'm sorry. Then how many fucking terminators are there? There's multiple terminators. They kept on making machines and shooting that person back. Like that, the person being shot through time only gets one shot. Like that, like fucking. Well, then I'm not going. <laughs> Let me just send back a paper then. <laughs> and you have to travel nude. Well, destroys your clothes. You have clothes when you walk into the time machine. You got to get beyond that one s sentence. Remember what Mitch and Mary said, right? Mm -hmm. Take it and go. Take that fucker and go, man. Be a what? Uh, Guy. Person. Stop trying to just say, what's with the Coca-Cola bottle like that? It's an old school Coca-Cola bottle. Fuck, I wish we had one of those. I like it a lot better than the current ones. It's a jug of Coca-Cola. Juggalo of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering of Juggalos. Of Coca-Cola. Of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Crash you on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, you don't have to go back that far. I mean, if you just look at it three years ago, you could look, listen to Fez and uh, you could get your money's worth. Nowadays, you, you, you can't. Why do you got to be like that? What a dick. Why? Seriously. Oh, now you fucking hang up. You pussy, too. Why do they do that to you, Fez? Ah, they're just assholes. But they don't do it to Chris. He fucking lights them up. Bunch of cunts. <laughs> See? It's that fucking easy. Um... Doug, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, what's up, bro? Any business? First of all, Fez, let me just say it was good meeting you at the cellar a couple weeks ago. That was nice running into you. Oh, it's but good Ron, seeing you. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Comedy cellar. You look fantastic. What are you doing there? Oh. Well, I was, um, I got a little anxious and I figured I'd go to the really late show and they were already sold out. So I had walked, I walked down to the village and went to the comedy cellar and met this uh, gentleman out front. Whoa! Whoa, yeah. So you thought you'd feel less anxious watching 15 comedians? Yeah, I just thought, all right, just go out somewhere. Just go somewhere. Did you buy him a sandwich? Who was performing that night? Um, I think David Tell was there that yep, night. Yep, it was David Tell. Why didn't you go say I'm Fez Watley from Sirius? Well, I didn't feel like being all that pushy. Throw that and, weight around. Fuck it. You know, right. it sounded like they were already sold out. Yeah. But they vipped that shit. And I hadn't called ahead for a reservation. What I just fucking tell you? you say, listen, dog. Just throw up the serious. We put your shitty fucking comics on all the time. So and then I was still anxious, so I just I just went walk. I went and got something to eat and went back home. Nice truthful story from Fez Watley. What'd you have to eat? Uh turkey sandwich. Oh. Would you have anything to drink with it? Iced tea. She got some falafel. Falafel place next door is great. It's all they ever sell down there right now, isn't it? Yeah. Someone will walk down the street and see this big thing of lamb. Falafel and uh dollar pizza. How do you walk from Roosevelt drums? Island to the village? That's a long fucking Holy, I just thought of something. Watley walks on water. Oh, Jesus. There's something he's not telling us. Why hmm. would somebody go and say they're nervous in Roosevelt Island and end up all the way down in the village? Maybe there's another rendezvous happening. Oh, this turned into a bit fucking stopper, didn't it, Doug? Thanks, Doug. I mean, you just fucking stopped all the momentum we had. Jerk. <laughs> Sorry about that. 
Nuts, what are you doing? You're fucking hanging out in the village looking for blowjobs in the middle of the night? Buying poppers from the Talking fucking... Talking to gay men? Yeah. Like, where's <laughs> yeah, my dick at? Doing. <clears throat> that's what I was doing. I was bored. I was anxious at my house, so I walked down there. It happens. <laughs> Short, Fez. You need to get that shit out there and just go with it. So, guy, what can we do for you, Dougie? All right. I got a moral conundrum, Ronnie. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Well, my girlfriend's grandfather just passed away. Oh, my God, no. No. Yeah. Ah, that's what I said. Anyway, so there was a concert that I was supposed to go to tonight, and she wants me to go to the viewing or the wake, whatever you call it there. And I don't know, should I miss the concert for a wake? What's, what's the I concert? Kill Switch. To me, they're both wakes, but that's me. Now, I hate to tell you this, bro. I know you wanted to get up. I think if she's your real chick, is someone yeah. you care about, this is her grandfather. She's going to need somebody. Yeah. And then yeah. probably free booze there. Just probably, yeah, just probably. It's the only way you can make it through. So here's the problem now. Last night she was yelling at me because she said I wasn't being affectionate enough. All right. Well, this will fucking yeah, scare you to shut up then. Yeah. Just start making out with her at the wake. Oh, oh Fez. That, come on. Pepe's dead. God. <laughs> sorry about Pepe. Yeah, you got to go to the right. fucking wake. You got to man up. What are you, a fucking child now? Come on, dog. There'll be other kill switch shows. I hope not. <laughs> Lucas, you're running Fez. Hey, Ron, what's your favorite Back to the Future? One, two, or three? Three. Obviously. Because they had to train. <laughs> it floated. It was a fucking hover train. And to the future. <laughs> for some reason, the people on his mother's and father's side look like him. So it was just straight... Craziness. It all made sense. Then they had like it must have been like fucking like a decade passed, but <laughs> his his kids were like fucking twelve and shit when he when he fucking came back. Yeah, because time doesn't fucking matter. I guess not, but I could send you back right. Yeah, hundred years ago, Fuck. you could spend fucking twenty years there, and then I could have you come back to five seconds from now. For me, it would feel like you were gone for five seconds. But for you, you'll be gone for 20 years. You come back with your Bob Seger and your magic sword. I found the Scalibur. No, it wouldn't be a magic sword. I probably would have been in World War I. If I was would you back go back and ago. get uh, dragon eggs? Look, those dragon eggs play an important part in the story. It's a good fucking TV show. There's some magical elements, but Game of Thrones is well made. There's no one named Bob uh, Seger. This is what was happening to me in that thing in 3. All right. Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Remember that there was a guy who looked like him that was a great-great-grandfather, and then the, she was married to somebody who looked like his mom. But that would all have been on one side of his family. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Yeah, mate. Uh, all right. Oh, no. It's twincest. Um, Let's go over... Uh, Mario, in Minnesota. Hey, you know, you were mentioning before how people, when they buy a beachfront property, they never want, like, a modest place. They always have right. to sell the palace. It reminded me, did you ever see footage on YouTube? I think it's Jane Fonda's home movies. It's 1965 in Malibu. There's, like, Julie Andrews and Rock Hudson, all these major Hollywood hitters. This house is so dumpy. It's like a nothing house. The lawn furniture is horrible, but there are all these really rich people just enjoying, like, the beach, you know? Yeah, because it used to be just a place to shower, crash, 
and kind of rough it up a little bit. Not in lap of luxury. No. Yeah, you don't want it to be as nice as your house at home, you know? Because you were barely in it, and if you were, you'd be passed out drunk. Like, people used to keep, like, a mountain cabin and purposely keep it rustic. Now you're like, oh, come up to my place in the mountains. That place better be cherry or everybody's pissed at you. Man, flat screens. Yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. And on, on another note, just quickly, I happened upon your show. I've had Sirius since 06, and I've uh, been getting very bored with Stern and some other elements of Sirius. Your show is phenomenal. I love it. But I love do me a favor. It. Be better. You can't, you know, you don't have to judge other people yeah. by complimenting us. No, 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 no. I'm not trashing Stern. I'm just trying to say maybe I had a little enough of him. I'm, I'm bored, but I find myself anticipating your show. Yeah, Taking I know. But why, you know, why bring up anything like this? Mm. Why don't you just say I like your show? I'm not going to say to David Letterman, hey, I, I used to watch Leno. Now I think he's garbage, like you. No, you're Why wouldn't I just, he'd be like the same way. Say. Not that I'm equating myself with David Letterman. Although I will say this. I feel like I was a little kinder than Michael Ian Black than he was. I watched was, that last night. Really? I felt like he got the bums rush. And I felt like he didn't put him over. Wow. That's my own thing. Come on, dude. I don't know. I guess he's busy. He had Justin Bieber doing his thing. Great. Mm. Bieber's TV show bombed. What do I care? <laughs> I didn't watch it, so I, I guess you could blame me. <laughs> Sean, you're on the Running Face show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, if I could go back, I'd go back and watch uh, Black Earl plead with the Jews not to kill Christ. Yeah, that would be something, I guess. That would be something to do. I always want to hang out with Earl. Well, he's always available. That's true. Well, sometimes he's managing vibes. Even then, he'll still follow me home. He loves it. On the iBang, you can go to Sometimes You Say Yes When You Mean No. Put in your version of that, and we got a great prize on the line. Armageddon, signed by Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, that is great. That's awesome. All right, we got Harvey coming up next. Fez, you just want to go off on a thing so you can tell Mission Murray? Like, not even look at your list, just something off the top of your head? Um, yeah. The, just do it for 13 minutes straight. 13 minutes? Okay. The uh, bus monitor woman who uh, she is talking to. These kids have now released press releases about apologizing to oh, her. That's nice. Good. So now they've, they've gotten what they've wanted. Their viral video is out there. And now they're at the point where they have to have public press releases. Well, they're getting death threats against them. They're just little kids. And one of their dads went to visit the bus monitor and gave her a big hug. Oh, that's nice. She's going to buy and sell that fucking town. All right, you brought the facts, Fuzzy. Next time we do it, commentary, right? Uh-huh. Right. I like it. I think he's back on track. It's feeling good. I talked to him yesterday. He didn't get big reviews. Paperwork. But... Today, I feel like he's back on it. I pitched it to him a couple of times. You see him take off with it? He's not shying away. Yeah. But get off the fact sheet. Right. Don't agree. Find a reason to keep it going rather than short answers. Well, I like the fact that she agreed with the punishments that I put out there yesterday. 
She wants him off of that bus for a year. And I love this too about uh, when she when uh, she was told that they did apologize through the press. She says, "I haven't heard it. Huh. No one's come and apologized to me." All right, bring the facts. She's fucking crotchety. Um, we report what they report. Five hundred fifteen thousand dollars she's got on her Kickstarter. Yeah, God bless her for it. Uh, we break here. We'll be back with the king. Of independent film, the one and only Harvey Weinstein. Intouchables is the film that he's promoting. I got to see it at the Paris Theater. It's fucking terrific. It really is. Sounds amazing. But I guess it, why would he go out and push a film that isn't terrific, right? He knows what he's doing. Of course he does. Uh, the 42 f uh, films connected to Harvey Weinstein is up on the uh, iBang right now if you want to go and check that out. And actually, some of the posters are just great just to look at. I forgot how cool the Swingers poster was. That's a good one. Well, and how thin Vince was then. <laughs> yeah. He's put a couple pounds on. He's fine. Man, everything Quentin's done is the greatest, huh? <laughs> Quentin, anytime he makes a film... Um, I will uh, be checking it out. No doubt about it. Can't wait for Django. You going first day? Yeah. You going first day, Fez? No, I don't see movies. <laughs> People are writing. The kids didn't want this. Yeah, I know. They thought they were just fucking around in their own lives. But whatever. It's just stuff. The fact that you're re-reporting, I think, is great. I'm ready to take that down the hall. Make it happen. All right. We break back with Harvey Weinstein. Make sure that you uh, check out the filtered excellence up on the iBank. Fantastic stuff up there this weekend, including uh, a lot of people that have been guests on the show. Uh, your opportunity to find out where to get some of those uh, products. Um, stuff about the Untouchables, uh, the Invisible War, which will be running this weekend. Um, Springsteen has a documentary that's available online. Nice. Um, the Pink Floyd, the story of Wish You Were Here. So much stuff. Um, Bravest Man in the Universe by Bobby Womack. Great stuff to listen to. Uh, a browse this that everyone's talking about. Uh, Wolfram Alpha. This could compute anything that you need oh, yeah. in seconds. Yeah. Seconds. Yeah, someone from Google, one of Google's uh, head like uh, programmers, coders, they uh, they uh, came on to start Wolfram Alpha. It's actually, what's it called? Wolfram Alpha. It's actually worth going to uh, the site today just for that. It's fucking amazing. Have you checked it out yet, Fez? Not yet. I got to get you into filtered excellence. If filtered excellence is something you're always... Like you're anxious and don't know what to do or, you know, just whatever. You're just at yourself. Boom. Jump on some of these things. Enrich your life. And I bet you'll end up talking about it. I bet you'll be like, hey, I want to bring something up that I found about on Filtered Excellence. This is amazing. So if nothing else, and there's tons of great stuff on there, check out this Wolfram Alpha because it's one of these sites you want to keep at all times. Yeah, it's one that you put in your fucking... 
bookmarks and always want to go to it. Mm. And then great summer festival roundups. Hell yeah. There's great stuff all over the web. Um, I want to go to the Wolverine Lumberjack Festival. All right, we will um, we'll break here. We'll be back with Harvey Weinstein. It's the Ron and Fez Show. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. Weinstein in studio with us and the last time I talked with you you honestly laid out all the way the Oscars <laughs> were going to go last year you were a hundred percent about everything that you said thank you Ron. <laughs> you know uh before we get into this film too you did some good tv you were hosting on CNN I was amazed to see that Pierce Morgan asked me to guest yeah. host and uh they said you could get a guest you know yeah. so I you know I've been friends with Bill Clinton for 20 years and I never thought he'd say yes and he did. <laughs> so, so he said, the things I do for you. And it's true. And uh, it was incredible. And I, you know, I know Oprah Winfrey. You mm-hmm. know, I'm lucky over the years because of the movies that we promoted and that she's wanted to have the guests on. So I called her and I had the greatest coach in NFL history. I mean, just going to me, go, she, you better read that. Yeah. You better study. You don't know nothing. <laughs> what do you think? They're going to give you the questions? What do you think when you're going to sit opposite President Clinton and he throws you a curveball and you don't know the history of it? You better know his favorite movie, his favorite <laughs> socks, the name of you know his grandmother. Back, forwards, oh my, oh my God, it's like Vince Lombardi. You took to it pretty easy, though. Did you feel well? Did you, she told me to do yeah. something right away. I'll yeah. tell you what she told me, and it's amazing. This is what, you know, people, you know, the reason why Oprah's such a great success is because she's a great, kind person. She said to me, go out and admit you're nervous. She said to me, I once interviewed Michael Jackson, and she said, I just got nervous. So I just turned to the audience and said, I'm nervous. So once I said that, I understood what she meant. I, she said, if you're not nervous, don't say it. And then I got really nervous, and I said it, and I, you know, it relaxed me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the audience said, "All right, you know, okay, he's gonna stumble a little bit here, but we'll go with him. He's nervous." But it is like sports, right? <laughs> Once you take that first hit, oh, boom, your game face is back on. You know, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, it's true. Uh, this film that you that you have out now, and it's another one I caught at the Paris Theater, uh, The Untouchables, is one of those movies first seen on and. You're just on a nice ride. It's just phenomenal. I love the movie. And, you know, it's just like last year, you know, promoting the artist was such a pleasure. And, you know, doing this movie is the same. And uh, I always feel like I'm the relief pitcher because, you know, the French guy can't talk English so well, so they don't want him on radio. (laughs) So so my office is, Harvey, you got to go and come and do it. But when it's a movie like this, I I do this rarely. I did it for the artist. I'm going to do it for this. And then I'm not going to be quiet, you know, for six, seven months. But, uh I really love this movie. It, it, I've never been involved in a movie that makes you feel this good. Mm. 
you walk in, you see this movie, a billionaire and a street kid, and, you know, the combination, this out-of-whack friendship that's a true story. And, and you know, and people write to me, call me, and say, oh, my God, I felt great. And especially in this time, I think, there's you know, times are rough, politics crazy, and I think, you know, people need a really feel-good movie. And it is oddly a feel-good movie. You know, I'm I'm phobic about being paralyzed. Ever since I was a little kid, I saw a couple people get their neck broken, so it's always bothered me. So going into it, I'm like, this is going to be rough. And almost immediately, you pick up on the connection between these two guys, and it is something that makes you, it's life-affirming. It really is. It's based on a true story. It's kind of got like, I don't know if people remember that scent of a woman with Al Pacino, I mean, where he was blind and they had such a good time. But, you know, this this black street kid comes into this billionaire's life, and he shows them girls and racing cars again and jumping out of airplanes and i'll tell you something that we did um you know the last day of shooting you know was the uh you know we 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 showed these guys the real life footage which is at the Mm -hmm. very end of the movie of the two guys jumping out of airplane the two real guys jumped out of an airplane they're they were crazy these two guys in in real life so we said to the actors okay we're going to do the plane scene and, you know, the directors are pretty smart. You know, they the actors said, okay, we're doing it. We'd finish the entire movie. And then they, the, the plane's up in the air. I mean, whatever. And the guy says, well, where's the stuntmen? And where are you going to do this? And he says, no stuntmen. What, what, what do you mean no stuntmen? They go, no, you're going out. You're doing it. We're throwing you out of this airplane. If those two guys could do it, you know what I mean, then you're definitely doing it. They said, well, what happens if we die? And the director said, we have enough footage. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can cut around this scene. We really don't need this scene. You know, whatever. We can just, we've got the movie. And sure enough, those two crazy actors jumped out of the airplane. You see that footage. There, yeah, yeah. There's no CGI. There's no stuntman. There's no nothing. There's just two scared out of their brains actors pa- paralyzed right. with fear and laughing at the same time yeah. and just finally enjoying the whole thing. It's a great scene. Yeah, it is a phenomenal scene because it is panic turning to to joy, which you probably can't even act that. You know what I mean? It's probably something that you actually have to feel. It was a documentary. Yeah. It was. It's yeah. the one scene in the movie where there was no acting. That was them. They were laughing. They were stricken with fear. It was great. It was really great. Now, I saw you talking with Charlie Rose, and there, there was some stuff where – some of the American critics had more of a problem than worldwide critics. I mean, the movie is the world's biggest comedy. It's yeah. grossed like $350 million, the small little movie, you know, that, uh, you know, talking big all over the place. And, you know, Time Magazine loved it, Wall Street Journal, mm. uh, Daily News, blah, blah, blah. So this one critic, you know, wrote something in Variety that he thought it, the character, that the black guy was too like an Eddie Murphy character. And he doesn't understand that in France, this is about an immigrant. Mm-hmm. This is not, and the guy who plays the guy is an immigrant. So between him and the real guy, one, one guy's name is Omar, one guy's name is Adu. You think that with names like that, right. who these guys are, they would have something to say about the character, you know, whatever. And I think they completely missed it because this re- reviewer Americanized it in his brain. Right. And it's become a bit of a controversy. But as people see it, you know, you don't, I mean, you saw the movie. Does it look loved it? Right, yeah. okay, so there you and go. And here's the point I love about it, too, is I think it has a lot to do with interdependence. You know what I mean? Like, no matter who you are, you're dependent upon other people. Uh, you're an independent guy your whole life, and just think of how many people you have to partner up with and how many people you rely on on a daily, on a daily basis. True. And that's what, to me, 
this entire film was about. I mean, in an international way, you can almost say we do have to get along with Africa. We do have to get along with people that are unlike ourselves. In, in a prejudiced way, it's yeah. amazing you said that because the head of the fascist party in France saw the movie and said, I don't like the idea that these immigrants are going to save France. Right. You mean, so he saw yeah. the same analogy that you do, you mean, in, in the movie, in, and, in a negative way, on the opposite end. And, and the fact is, as small as the world's getting, yes, they right. will. Right. One way, Greece is in trouble, so we're all in trouble. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to get out of that. Uh, the other thing that I love about it, I think that American filmmakers should go back and look at, is that it's not over the top. It's kind of subtle every joke is based in reality instead of where we seem to be going way up high with our jokes these days i i couldn't agree more and you know it's not sentimental yet you feel yeah. amazing and yet you're emotionally moved by it and you know it's just talking you know where are the great american comedies like this right the last great American comedy I saw that was this good was Crazy Stupid Love, mm -hmm. you know, with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carroll. I mean, that was one movie that at least amazed me in a movie theater. But I, I, I watched 100, you know, 50 comedies since. I, I mean, nothing. Yeah. Nothing comes close to this. But, you know, I mean, this is just the way Billy Wilder would make a movie, the way right. the way we would see great comedies, you know, uh, The, the Apartment, of, yeah. you know, the, the movies we, some like it hot, the movies that we remember as great comedies. Yeah, t from a tonality point of view, it reminded me of The Graduate, where mm -hmm. the film is right there. And also, he he's kind of reminds me of Dustin Hoffman. There's something about his face. I mean, he had to play everything since he's paralyzed right here, just six to eight inches in his face. And at no point did he overplay anything. You know, you, you get pulled into the film because he's not pushing back out. It's know? real subtle. It's yeah. really nuanced, you know, and, uh, and, yet, and yet you're laughing. The yeah. comedy's laughing. And when it has to be fun... You know, when Omar has to dance that Earth, Wind, and Fire number, yeah. he just dances. But he dances like Michael Jackson, like Fred Astaire. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, and it was a tribute to the Michael Jackson in Omar's mind, you know, when he did that scene. So, yes, it's a, it's a much different way of doing things. Um, do you think American audiences uh, are opening up more to foreign films, do you I, think? I think they're opening up to yeah. foreign films, and I think they're opening up to movies like Marigold, which is out mm -hmm. right now. And I think there have been some fantastic films you know, some, you know, Black Swan. I'm going to try to think of you know, movies that aren't mine. Yeah. There was an Iranian movie this year called A Separation, which was terrific, and it won the Oscar. You know, there's a lot of movies. I think the audience is so tired of that same special effects movie. And when mm -hmm. you watch four of them in a row, like this last summer, like this summer, there's the same movie. Okay, yeah. I get it. You know I mean? You know, how much CGI can you do? You know I mean, you know, mm. uh, I mean, you know okay, the bridge disappears. People turn into crystals. <laughs> they turn into crystals in one movie. They turn into blue crystals in the next movie, and they're in black crystals in the other thing. I get it. I've seen that one before. It's like I, I can telegraph the whole thing. Yeah. And then the level of the scripts are so bad. You're just thinking all the time, how much did she get paid to do this? You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and and must have been a lot. You know, so you just watch it and you just go, this is dead in the brain. I'm dead. I'm dead in the brain from this stuff. Why do you think this happens? I mean, you've worked in film for so long. How do we get to this point? Because the last, the first one of these did great. Yeah. It was original. It was brilliant. You know, it was Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. It was Harry Potter. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Especially last year's Harry Potter. The final was breathtaking. 
So when they're excellent, everybody says, I'm going to imitate that. Yeah. I'll make one of those. You mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make one of yours? Why don't you make a right. new one of those instead of the old one of those that's tired and old? So, And just think of everyone that you've ever loved in any of the arts is an original. That person said, I'm going to find my own voice. You know, Springsteen had to find his own voice. Uh, and yet we forget that in Hollywood for 100%. some reason. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, you've got a guy that uh, you brought along uh, since he was a kid, and as Quentin Tarantino, and it seems to me everybody who was with him in the 90s is still with him. I mean, the buzz about his new film Django. is phenomenal. Listen, yeah. I just get, uh, came from New Orleans. Yeah. I just left DiCaprio there, and uh, it's Jamie Foxx, Leo DiCaprio, Sam Jackson, Kerry Washington, and Christoph Waltz. And it's funny, and it's smart, and <laughs> and the body count is awfully high. Yeah. Jamie does a lot of killing in this movie, lots of killing, and killing justified. So, um, you know, it's just one of you know, in in uh, in Inglorious Bastards, Quentin made his mission movie. He right. made his Dirty Dozen. This is his epic western. You know what I mean? But it's like the cool, it's Western with James Brown music. Right. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's Quentin. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. They don't even have to define it anymore. It's Tarantino. It's like a Scorsese, a Tarantino. You know what it's going to be. You know how good it's going to be. You're going to sit in that theater and going, holy S. Yeah. And and I want to, you know, and just and just say it's fun. I'm not going to raise the expectations, but it's also, I think it's for Quentin. There's a serious side to the movie, too. He's dealing with some issues here that he's very, very, very equipped to deal with. I don't think any other filmmaker has the bravery to do some of the stuff that he does in this movie and the way he deals with American slavery. It's always been a taboo issue, you know, in, in Hollywood. And I think he deals with it pretty strongly. He's getting more and more confident too. Don't you think oh, yeah. over the years, it's just amazing uh, to see that. And, and the, the, that's a filmmaker. I think that after his initial um, pop, there was like a backlash with the critics. It was just, let's take a shot. He's had too much success. And it seems like nothing has ever uh, shaken him. It just seems like he's just always been confident and his audience has followed him. Yeah, I think his audience follows him. And I think that um, you know he understands actors because he's an actor. Mm -hmm. And I just think he has a way with making a movie. You know, I, I think, you know, like uh, I, I remember when Brad Pitt's first day on the movie and when it, when it was wrapped, because you can't bring your phones onto set. Quentin, right. you just have to put your phone in a bag, you know, whatever. Nobody, there's no such thing as phones, cell phones, texting. Forget it. You're there to make a movie. Mm -hmm. And Quentin doesn't look at a video monitor and playback. It's old-fashioned making a movie. He knows what he's seeing from right. the camera. He knows that he's that good. And I, I remember Brad saying, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun fun you know and dicaprio you mean riding a bicycle around new orleans you know just getting an apartment you know being a kid again making a movie without the entourage and the posse and all the accoutrements of you know hollywood movie making he's just there to be an actor he plays the villain he's the meanest bastard i've ever seen in a movie i mean that performance is like an olivier being a nasty rat he's great well, you know, I'm sure this is why these guys got into film. These are the type of movies they wanted to make. And a lot of times they end up making the other type of movies that we were talking about, yep. which is CGI and just something set to, hey, can we catch the same lightning that those guys got? Yep. Uh, you got anything else happening this year? That uh... I've got a few things. Besides, yeah. uh, besides Untouchables, we have um, a movie coming out called Lawless. 
And it's a story of um, three brothers, Tom Hardy, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, and Jason Clark, who in the 1930s, uh, 1920, uh, 19, in the 1920, 1924, you know, um, this corrupt uh, sheriff took over Franklin County. And these guys just stood up to him. They were bootleggers. Not like they were good guys. They were the good. They were right. the good. They were the good criminals. And they just went to war in this county, and it became the Franklin County War. And it's about outlaws who become heroes. And Jessica Chastain is in it, and Mia Wachowski, and Guy Pierce plays, you know, the the mean, you know, the sheriff who's corrupt. And Gary Oldman plays a gangster out of Chicago. It's Tommy Guns, Gun Sex. You know, but it's done by John Hillcote, who did The Proposition, who did The Road. And so Nick it, Cave so wrote this, too, right? And Nick Cave wrote it. Wow. So it's a really cla- it's classy, but it's, you know, it's fun. It's, it's a gangster movie. And ga- gangsters of all stripes, from the rednecks to the gangsters, mm. are going to love this movie. I mean, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I've the- got Brad Pitt and Killing Them Softly. I don't know. This might, must be my year for gangster movies because <laughs> that's a contemporary gangster movie. And, uh, you know, where he, where Brad Pitt, there's been a robbery. Things are out of whack in New Orleans. Brad Pitt's the enforcer. They bring him in to make things right. He's got to decide who to kill, who lives, who dies, and how, how, is, how does it get done with James Galdafini and Ray Liotta. And that we played in Cannes. It's a really smart movie. And then we have uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. With Joaquin Phoenix and Amy Adams and Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, David Russell, Silver Linings Handbook with Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Bob De Niro, and Chris Tucker, and then Django Christmas. Wow, that's some great films, right? Yeah. This has got to be another exciting year for you. It's really exciting. Uh, And The Master, of course, has got everybody talking, even though no one knows exactly what it is. And I think that's some old school promotion. Well, I think this movie, you know, is old school great yeah and um you know you don't want to hype it you just want to lower right. expectations but you know i mean um i just will say that it's going to be in 70 millimeter mm-hmm. you know um at least the initial theaters and uh um it's i think it's something special and he's something special paul thomas anderson we just threw up you know he not he he threw up another another yeah, teaser it. you saw it already yeah. right he's amazing he just puts it up on his website People follow him, and all of a sudden, you know, the buzz is all over the place. And then we take it and we whack it out everywhere. And yeah. uh, and the and the buzz on the movie is incredible. Well, the beauty of that is too is at, you can look at something, it looks great, and you still don't know exactly what you're going to see. So many times that when a trailer comes out, they give away too much. But this gives you tonality without exactly knowing what you're going to be going to And you say. watch the promotion on this movie, and, you know, I think I know something about marketing, and I yeah. always t- but with Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm going to put out, like, bottles of booze on this movie, yeah. going 100% PTA, yeah. whatever. That's going to be my new brand, because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. You know, there's nothing else in there. You know, it's 100% whiskey from Paul Thomas Anderson. And another really confident, confident filmmaker. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy who... Uh, just feels like he knows what he wants to say uh, and goes out and does it mm-hmm. time and time again. No question about it. And he makes movies because he wants to make movies. Yeah. Not, you know, we might show this at a film festival. He, he may come, he may not come. Yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, and we have to accept that, you know, from our artists today. We can't just say, okay, well, you know, Paul has to follow lockstep into the right. way everything does. If his thing is unorthodox, God bless him for more of that. He, he's the nicest guy in the world. So there's no, you know, and Johnny Greenwood did the did the uh, music, by the way. 
So, um, you know, there you go. It's pretty damn good. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting thing that you, that you say is that we're saying that the movies look alike, but they're also being released the same way. Everybody kind of goes on all the talk shows the same way. And then here you are with these bands of really individuals, you know, uh, getting away from the Hollywood machine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's if there's another way to promote a movie other than actors going on talk shows yeah. and doing things. Because at one time I made a study about it, you know, that when somebody goes on the radio and talks about the film, that has so much more effectiveness, God forbid I say this to the advertisers, than, you know, than, uh, than the ads. Because, you know, mm -hmm. people hear this, the greatest movie said, you right. know, Vincent Canby in the New York Times, you know, Manola Dargis said, you know, see this movie and your teeth will become white. They don't believe anything, yeah. you know, the audience. But, you know, but two people talking, they can sense the truth. They'll hear you and me, Ron, you know, whatever, and go, all right, I believe him or I don't believe him. Yeah. You know, he's full of beans. He's selling him. A, but they hear you talk about the movie and they know that you genuinely like it. Mm. Otherwise, you'd be steering me off the untouchables. So, so that, you know, I mean, I, we did study and surveys and anecdotal evidence. People love when they hear it. So, I, you know, they're, they're, you know, I wish there was another way because I, you know, asking actors to, you know, say, you know, go on the air. You know, it's one thing they'd love to talk about the movie, but inevitably right. somebody's going to say, so what's happening with that girl you're going out? Right. With? And that you know, has and become right. where we've gotten for right. some reason. Tabloid culture. Uh, and it's always back to a few small pieces, too. You know, like you said, it, it goes to a girl or an old bust or something that happened years ago. And we forget what really brought us into the movies in the first place is because when a movie works, it's really great. Yep. That's yeah. true. Uh, and we've become so almost too cynical to say that. Mm -hmm. But everybody has had some movie in their past that kind of changed their life. Right. Some kind of movie that made them think, I want to do something else. But we've, we've gotten away from talking about work in America. And it's strange. It's true. Yeah. It really is true. Uh, well, you've got a great year coming out, and The Untouchables is already doing massive business everywhere. But I think it's exciting. I know you feel like you don't have to come back, but stop back anytime you want. Ron, it's an invitation I'm not going to refuse. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Legitimately. Really Thank you. Thank you. And the film really I have fun. Yeah. I have fun, you know, when I do it with you. You ask the most intelligent questions. Oh, thanks. The other guys are, you know, entertaining. You know, yeah. They want me to make jokes. And right. Tell them stories and, you know, <laughs> and ask a couple of tabloidy things. You right. Know. But I get it. But this is the most incisive when I'm up here. All right. I appreciate it. Take sure. care. Ron Bennington, Fez Wally. The Ron and Fez Show. More Ron and Fez next. Maybe we'll do them both, I don't know. Hey, we're in the middle of a revolution Because I see The face of things to come Yes, I do Well, my friend, it's gonna have to be. I'm here to tell you about the destruction of all the evil it will have to end. It's the Ron and Fez show. 
a Black Friday. Man, you can already pick up on the summer Friday feel that the city starts to empty out very, very early, Hicks. Yeah. This morning, the trains were even fucking empty. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I zipped right in here today. No <laughs> problem. Easy. People are like, it's Friday? Fuck it. I'm out. Already gone. It's it's a civilized way to live. Four-day work week. That's nice. Uh, we work four and a half days. We come in on Friday, but we don't give a fuck. You just name the fly dog. <laughs> Come on. Um, let's go over here to uh, Zach on the phones. Uh, Zach, go ahead, buddy. Hey, what's up, Bruno Fest? How are you doing? Great, man. I have a pretty bad um, warning. What is this about the barbecue? What? God, what can we do for you? So I had a argument with my mom and I took the car and she called the cops on me. I was in a program, a outpatient program for substance abuse and I relapsed. Mm-hmm. And I've just been having a bad week. Alright. What do you want us to tell you? You're going to be great? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to talk to you how you guys are doing. Oh, we're doing great. We uh, aren't stealing our mom's cars. No. And we're not relapsing. So things are going pretty well over here. It's All funny. Right. When you don't fuck up, it's a little bit easier to live life. Yeah. So. You going to get back on the good foot? What? You going to get back on the good way? Yeah, I am. All right, buddy. Either that or you turn into Mikey D and just feel sorry for yourself all day. We could right. start the pity group where guys just sit around and feel really, really down and sorry for themselves. At Mikey yesterday, I felt like I didn't even know him. He was a totally different dude. Uh, yeah. I've ever, it's fucking weird. The thing is, I was like on his side until he said he would have rather his, his chick died. That was, and that I'm was, like, you never, then, you know, this is why you're divorced. This is exactly why you're divorced. He should get out of Astoria, maybe. Everyone should. I don't know about that. See, people are moving into Astoria. You were born there, you're going to die there. <laughs> it's fine. It's a great little neighborhood. I know you love it, so. It's a guide to recognizing your saints. Mm -hmm, that's There's right. plenty there. Chang there. Tatum. That's where he started. That's, that's where he got it. That's right. That's where he went OG on everybody. Look at him now. He's Magic Mike or Mighty Mike, whatever it is. Stripping. Uh, you're going to be totally into... Today's uh, snack. Oh. I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. Most ex exciting snack ever. I I'm looking at it now. It's just amazing. Shit, man. It's I don't know amazing. That yesterday's Girls on All Fours, that, I don't, it's, it was fucking sick. Yesterday's super hot, but this is phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. Looking at it right now. Wow. Lucky. Yeah. I'll look at yesterday's then. To All right, yeah, you go. Anybody over. wants to go and look at yesterday's snack and then compare it to one of three. Yeah. On all fours was yesterday's. Yeah, I haven't talked to a little Staten Island Anna uh, in a while. I want to send her in. We really have a great, great class. Solid. Of, uh, well, what about yesterday after the show? Oh, uh, Fez ran down Owen Ace. Oh, yeah. 
interns to us. What were you bitching about them where they don't get out of the way or something? Yeah, there's that, and they they hate to do any of the radio stuff. What there do you mean was, by radio stuff? Well, there was one that was just furious the other day that he had to answer the phones and that people were actually calling on them. What's his name? I don't know. He's the big one. He's like the tallest one. Lummox, I believe, is his name. Okay, that might be it. I'll have to check with Sam on that. I know... Um, who's in, even in charge of training those guys? Iraq. Okay, so basically this is... While Mitch and Murray are up fucking Fez's ass, he tries to turn it around and say, look at Iraq, doesn't know what he's doing. There you go. And how you doing today, darling? What is in your mindset today? What's happening? I heard you? something about the Kardashians that just confirmed everything I thought. I always thought of them. You don't like the Kardashians, or like, you do? I hate them. I well, never they come in them. here sometimes. Do they? Yeah. yeah, they come in as a pack. The whole clan. They, yeah, all um, of them. Everybody's Shade, named. Everybody has a K name. Yeah, we we don't have together. them on our show, but on the days that they come in, I have the curtains pulled so I can see them going to Shade mm. Forty Five, <laughs> um, and just to see. If they look the way they look on uh, TV. Do they? Yeah. It's consistent. Mm. Well, that's good. It is very, very consistent. Um, what are you mad about him now? Well, apparently um, her husband, well, Kim, was it Kim Kardashian's husband? Ex-husband, I should say? Yeah, Humphreys. Who has the literally the exact same name as her mother with the spelling and everything, too, which I always thought was a little strange. His new girlfriend uh, revealed that apparently... Kim Kardashian's mother wanted her to do that sex tape with Ray J that really skyrocketed them all to fame. So it's just kind of like she's pimping her daughter out, whoring Yeah, but do you believe like, what her ex-husband's girlfriend... I could see girlfriend? why it might be a lie because it's, her, it's the ex-husband's yeah. girlfriend and, you know... And, or maybe the husband just but, said it to her. Maybe she's not lying. But the maybe, husband said, but I don't know. Trust I me, her mother was the one behind that. I don't know. You think of her mother as a pimp? Bad mom I'm, or good mom? Terrible mother. Ex bad mom or good mom? Oh, she's making money for the whole family. They seem to like their lifestyle. It does seem like it's a family business. They had money before, though. Yeah. yeah. But now they have a fucking lot of fucking money. Okay. Yeah. And the fame to go with it that mm. they crave desperately. That, that's another thing. That makes me a little concerned about their psychological well-being, that they need all of this attention. They need all of this fame. I never... I only saw one show ever with the Kardashians... And they've had like mm -hmm. 50, right? Yeah. So I'm like, what is this shit? And this was only like last summer. <laughs> so I just put it on once. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, what do they do? Sit around the house? They don't even do anything? And then I'm like, I don't know. I think Kim is really probably too good for that. In no time, I started thinking, hey, even though Kim's brother-in-law is an asshole, he does seem like he loves his sister, though. So he's probably pretty good. Maybe she should stay out of their affairs. I, I found myself, <laughs> and I've... I've watched 20 minutes of the Kardashians, and at minute 17, I was a lot more caught up than I am on most of these reality shows. Um, Do you watch the show, Anna? Not, no, not anymore. I did for a while. Oh, um, wow. Because my cousins were into it, so I used to watch it with them, and I was always yelling at the, t at the TV. Did you just get really mad and stuff? I was just always sh shouting. Uh, let's go over here to Bobby. Bobby, you're on running Fez. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, Fez. Yes. What does radio stuff include, like what that intern doesn't like to do? Don't you like? Don't you hate talking on the air? Isn't that part of being radio stuff? You don't hate it. You just struggle with it now. I just struggle a bit. Yes, I do. I think it's a totally different thing. 
that I was laughing because they had an intern who was phone screening and was furious that people were calling into a call-in show. And basically, and not even so much complaining, just bragging about our interns. That we have good interns on top of everything. No, no, that's not the truth. You weren't bragging. Not yesterday. You were bitching about their interns. <laughs> Our interns, I brag about every day. Um, let's go over here to um, Craig. Craig, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I was just like, going to ask Fez, like, you know, really, like, to worry about someone else's interns, and you don't help yours at all, and you're worried about criticizing them. And theirs. how do you know that? I I listen to the show every day, Fez. Either or neither, you could have been on them with that, Fez. You could be training these kids. I want them doing the either or neither games right off the bat. Um, let's go over to Charlie. Charlie, you're on with Fez. Ronnie, uh, when Harvey Weinstein, I say Mr. Weinstein, I don't know him personally like you. I call him Harvey. Or sometimes Harvskis. Said that your interview is more, he didn't even say insightful, he said a more intelligent word, I can't even pronounce it. Oh, that's because he knows that I'm a movie guy, and I'll talk movies with him, and a lot of people bring up the other kind of, you know, whatever stuff, but he knows that I, I like movies, and I... I'm a big fan of all the this, the stuff that he's done. I've talked about this on the air before. If he used to just say Miramax back in the 90s, I'd just go and see it. I wouldn't yeah. even know what the movie was about. But if it was on his label, I'm like, well, I'm going to trust that shit. <laughs> so when he rolls in here, it's a very exciting thing for us. It's really cool. Ronnie, I think that when Mr. Weinstein compliments you like that, I, I really think it's time to retire at the top. I, I think today's your last show, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready to step down. Hmm. And I'm going to hand this over to Chris and Anna, who I think are ready to take his... Thank you. I'm going to cha change the name of the show to the CNA Sound Machine. Because <laughs> I think that's the kind of thing that the kids love. Oh, um, sounds. Initials, sounds. Normally, we do the 3 o'clock snack. Straight up 3 o'clock. I'm going to move it closer. To the show, so we can check it out on the air today. Oh, fuck. And I, I don't want you in here because some of this gets <laughs> racy. A PG rated. Little, little racy. Yeah. And I know you don't even get along with Kim Kardashian's mom. <laughs> no. And she keeps the clothes on. Actually, I wish mm. my mom was booking some stuff for me right now. <laughs> I haven't heard back from her. She cranks it out. She was trying to get a magazine just about them. Like fucking like people or whatever was like. Yeah. They just want like to know. Oprah did. Yeah, but we no, we want the Kardashian magazine, and we have full editorial control. Well, somebody told me that off-air stuff, they make a ton of money on they shitty jewelry or something. Yeah, they have jewelry, clothing. Jewelry, clothes, perfume. The jewelry is disgusting. Is it? The perfume smells like shit. Pardon my language. But I I smelled, when it came out, I smelled some to mm -hmm. see if I would want to buy it, because who doesn't want a new perfume? It smelled terrible. It smelled like Purell. The thing is, if you like the the Kardashian TV show, then I think you'll like the website thickarabgirls.com. We had that on one time. And they are, indeed, thick Arab girls. Yeah. And they all kind of look like Kardashians. Oh, yep. Giant mm. asses and black hair. <laughs> oh, hello, kitty. It's nice. Simpler time. That girl just has a shirt on and says stacked. Oh. Fezzy, that has always surprised you when 
you bitch about somebody else that the listeners will immediately find something to bitch with you about it. Oh, that doesn't shock me at all. It should shock you, though. I, I, could, I could bitch about the Klan, and they would find <laughs> a way to take the Klan side. What, what, what is your big problem with the Klan? Just the racism and the cross-burning on people's lawns. When's the last year that they actually burned a cross, though? I mean, we've gone back 50 years now. They haven't been very strong lately. I mean, if you go back that far, even Notre Dame didn't let black kids on their team. Who's that thick Arab right there? What's she wearing? Just curvy Palestinian chick. She looks 12. I thought she was trying... It looks like she's trying to mermaid that. Yeah. That's what she's going for. Like a mermaid bottom. Hmm. Merman. Merman. They were never proud of him. No. <laughs> I think I got the black lung, Dad. Look, he was a fancier guy than his dad and his brothers, all right? He went, that's, that's a role Vince Vaughn doesn't even get to talk in. He just looks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let... All right, enough thick air. Okay, okay, all right. I'm fucking throwing my head off. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting in... A, you know, I'm trying to focus on one thing. I want to turn this back to the big cat, Fez Watley. This weekend, you don't know whether or not you're going to be on a float. In the parade. No, I I just found I got an email saying I'm gonna go meet with some people this afternoon, and with uh, pride preparations, and hopefully find out if I'm gonna be on a float. So this weekend, which would just be the most thrilling thing ever. I know for a fact I can get you on a float. Uh huh. It might not be the float that you want though. What's yours? Salute to AIDS bandages. So I don't. Yeah, that's. Please. I guess any float in a storm, but that's probably down on the list of the primo floats to be on. When you get into that probably thing, you find yourself in the middle, go out to an extreme. Uh, Hicks, would you want to be in this parade with Fess? No, I don't want to go to the parade. It means a lot to him. What if I, I think? Here's the thing that we don't understand. Yeah. This means more to Fez. Than we even know. And I remember when he came out three months ago. Yeah. He was saying to me, this year, I'm going to be on the float. I won't be watching the parade. I'm going to be on the float. And he was so excited. Thinking wow. that he was going to be like, a, like beloved in the gay community. Yeah. In three months, about 100 days, he hasn't made a single gay friend. Forget dating. Not a single gay friend. The guy who stood him up. Last week, yeah. that was supposed to have lunch with him. I just saw him in the hall. Oh, and so he's around and stuff, but he hasn't... Just dodging? He, he hasn't yeah. even said hello to me. Well, he said hi to me. By the way, buddy, he's like this. Hi. You know, uh, it really is. Uh, I don't know if he did that, though. That's what they, that's what they all do. But the Pride March that comes around every June, it is... It, it's By one the way, of my favorite... I don't, I don't think it's a march. I, I think it's a dance or a walk or a skip, but a march is mm -hmm. got to be a certain very thing. Organized. Very rigid. It's yeah. a lot of floats and flowers and balloons and streamers, but it's still considered a march because it marks the uh, the march uh, at Stonewall, at the Stonewall Inn. They didn't march. They threw stuff at cops. Yeah, but then there was actually a march after that. They went buck wild. 
where they were tired of the cops going into the Stonewall Inn and just busting heads on gay people for no reason, other than the fact that they were gay. So it's, it is my f- absolute favorite time of the year now. I know I'm still not on a float. Hopefully that comes through. But it just feels like it's very exciting, and it feels like kind of a sense of renewal where it's almost like gay New Year. And you see so many, it's such a happy occasion. And it just feels like anything is possible again in the gay community. It, it's going to have part of the gay community? N- no, I haven't got myself. Uh, no, I don't even have a gay friend. Mm. So I think it takes at least two to start being community wise. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go down there tonight. I'm gonna meet these people and just try to bum rush myself onto a float. Even and how will your life change if you're on a float, Fuzzy? I mean, I certainly want you to get on a float, but we can't get it across why why this is important to you. Because that's going to feel like that. You know, step one is in. Uh, you know what I mean? Where it's everyone's complained a float about is step one. He's really? finally yes. getting that out I, there. He's you know that I'm. Other speak, gay people. I don't want to speak. Over no, him. I want you to speak for him. He's getting. He's finally out there. He's proud of himself. He wants to literally showcase it. I think it would be a beautiful experience. See, she gets wow. it, Fez. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let her call for you. For some reason, I don't think that they're understanding that about you. You could have been sending these people your press clippings from the Daily News when <laughs> you came out, and Gay Voices or whatever those other sites oh. that covered you. Hot gay list. Hot gay list. I haven't made it on that site yet. So this is what you want to do. You want to showcase. Yes, I want. See, let her write it up. She's proud. You're proud. Let her write it up for you, Fez. And I don't think people are getting that. And that's what it's all about. It's about the pride. And you see so many mothers and fathers out there Mm. who are proud of their children. P flags. And it must be nice to be out there in the light, and you don't have to hide anymore. I feel ashamed of who you are. That's that's what it's all about. I see that. Now I'm getting it. Everybody just cuts loose out there. They call it a closet because it's dark and lonely. Oh, what? You know what, Anna? You are opening us up to your community (laughs) in a way I never did before. Um, Let's go over here to Matt. Matt, you're on my Fez. Fez, really, less than 3% of the U.S. population is gay. Get over yourselves. You can't swing a dead fucking cat these days without hitting some fucking PSA about fags or homos or gays or something. Those are the worst PSAs ever. You know, just just go about your lives like you. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're having a parade like every other group does in this city. Uh, JF, you're on my face. Hey, so with Gay New Year at midnight, does two balls drop? That's a good joke, actually. It's pretty good. Anyway, the point that Anna's making is Fez wants this to be out in the light. Out of his closet and into the streets. I think we get it a little bit now, Fez. And the unity, all those people coming together. I didn't even think of that. Just making him feel like he's part of something. It's the one day a year where you feel like you can be part of the entire Mm -hmm. gay population. Where you kind of have this connection of what other people went through when they came out. And just the connection there. Now... The next weekend, things will go back to the same, and the clicks will be there, and the pretty boys will be standing in one area of the bar Whoa. that they don't want you to go to. 
What will they say to you if you try what, to go what over? What happens with that? Oh, you what just kind of get looks. You get looks like, you know, we're over here by the pool tables. So right. gay people are awful. <laughs> they're not. Uh, there's no reason for us to be nice to them since they're not nice to each other. Yeah. Hey. Did you see that PSA up about being ashamed of your white skin on the iBang? Boy, did that piss some people off. Come on. Um, it was basically about people taking some responsibility for being white. Everyone else gets to feel good about their ethnic background. Here, listen to this. Okay. What do you mean we're lucky to be white? It's not luck. It's privilege. We're privileged that people see us, not a color. Privilege that we don't get stared at when we walk into the room. Privilege that we don't get followed by security when we go shopping. Or pulled over when we're in the wrong neighborhood. We're privileged because society was set up for us. And our silence keeps it in place. We're privileged. And that's unfair. What the fuck? <laughs> what about rednecks? No one's happy to see them come into a store. No, they're really disturbed by it. They'll get a look. Yeah. I've been followed in a store. Um... What's that? I've been following. Everybody's well, you're been Italian, though, store. right? Yeah, no, yeah, you're same right. Thing. I should Italian be and, and Irish. So, well, you know what they say: no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Is what they that used <laughs> to be the signs. <sighs> um. By the way, let me just tell you, a PSA that just pisses off the people that it's supposed to. <laughs> Is what a PSA seems to be. I never see any of these PSAs working. Yeah, wow, I saw that. Totally changed my mind. <laughs> Some of the people that who are in the "it gets better" bully stuff have been getting hit and slapped and Ooh. punched by people. They get fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Sam. Sam, you're on Fez. Sam. Sam of Virginia, once, twice. I hear him fucking there. It's like a fucking... Oh, Fen. It's Fen. Fen in Virginia. Oh, Fen. Fen. Okay, what up? Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand what all the pride is about, because I, it, it's not really a choice about whether you're gay or not, so well, what's there to be proud about? I don't. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe Fez can, can, can It's explain. being proud in who you are, and... It, and the fact that this is who this is the person you are, and you're going to be out there as honestly as you can. All right, let's do this. Everybody on a secret ballot, write down their favorite gay person of all time. All time. Okay. Yeah, and let's see how many men. I need a pen. I don't have my uh, little pen box anymore. I used to get pens. All right, we'll see who matches who here. I think I've got a good one. Um, maybe, I, like, if you don't get in the parade, Fez, I'll have a nice gay supper for you at my house That's where nice. we'll just serve gay foods. That sounds wonderful. Any more cock? Mm, Pasta jism. <laughs> That's gravy, but help yourself. <laughs> All right, Fez, since you are our... What I consider on the Ron and Fez gay float today, you are the queen. Who's your favorite gay person all time? Favorite gay person all time, Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn. All right. I have Da Vinci, so <laughs> you can see where Fez and I are kind of different. <laughs> what we think gay people do. What do you have? I had Jane Lynch. 
Jay and Lynch. I went with a lesbian. Nice. And um, Hicks. I, I think this person was bisexual. I'm pretty sure they were gay. <laughs> William S. Burroughs, he was gay, right? Yeah, he was gay, but yeah. he also was with chicks. Yeah, yeah so he, he, yeah. Yeah, he killed that wife of his. All right, I'm going to give myself number one, then Hicks number oh, two since you. author. Now I have to pick between the center square and the girl from Glee. And because of the Christopher Guest films, I'm going to put Jay Lynch, Bronze, way to go. Nice. That was how I became a fan of hers, was from those films. Not from Glee. I don't, oh, I don't nice. like Glee. I love okay. the Christopher Guest. The, the, well, then you're going to be very excited on Wednesday. Yes, I am. It's going to be uh, a terrific unmasked. Hell yeah. I'm very Levy's excited. going to be awesome. Eugene Levy. <laughs> um, let's go over here to... Um, Let's go over to Trevor. Trevor, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. I was just wondering, I mean, it seems to me like this boat that Fez focusing on getting on a float is just something to distract him from. He hasn't made any real personal steps or taken any, like, personal responsibility towards getting out in the gay community. It seems like he feels like he's going to get on a float and, hey, everything will be He great. does do some magical uh, thinking, but I can understand... That he wants to be on a float. You know what? When what you said that made me really understand that. What's that? It's when Anna told us that you wanted to go out of the closet and into the light. And and then I'm like, okay, I get it. Everything's clear. For how long it takes for him to find a gay friend or to find someone to date? Think about it. When you're if you're a heterosexual, you don't start dating immediately. You you get to a certain age, you develop taste, you develop standards. You can't he just came out of the closet three months ago. You can't expect him to run out and have a boyfriend already and be he's gotta ease into the community a little bit. Just like people go around dating or, or becoming aware of their sexuality as, as heterosexuals do. Yeah, but the, see here's why it's hard for us to understand. We all did that thirteen, fourteen years old. That's when you're right. like look. Yeah. I'm glad that you're my girlfriend, but if we don't start Frenching, forget this. <laughs> I didn't have my first boyfriend until a year ago. What? Yeah. Sometimes it just takes people this, a little longer to... This is your first... For whatever reason... You know what, boyfriend? Yes, for whatever what reason base? you become... Huh? Whoa. This what is base? your first sliding in the home boyfriend? Oh, oh my God. goodness. Um, yes. But for, oh for some... Oh, my okay. God. Congrats. This is what I'm going to say. Unbelievable. You have to become comfortable with yourself before you can become comfortable with someone else. If Fez doesn't feel comfortable with himself yet, and why should he? He just found, you know, came to this but here's huge my thing. revelation about himself. Hey, you know? I like to feel uncomfortable with myself and then have uh, women feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and then make somebody else when they're, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. put no, that I know. discomfort on them. Like, look what you've done to me mm -hmm. through your lack of support. Happy now? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Just spray paint, eat me on a t-shirt. Oh, radio show. Bike and uh, take mm -hmm. some toilet paper to it and crash the bird. All right. How about that? See, <laughs> that's just awful. This was, see, this was supposed to be Fez's time. And once again, it falls into shite. <laughs> it's just a, a spoonful of shite. I feel sad. Well, what is wrong with marching in the parade, Fez? Marching is good, but my heart is set on a float. I think a float is the centerpiece. 
That's you can't be any more into the gay community than on a float in the New York City Gay Pride March. They're out. I don't know whether you should leave that as a defining moment, though. Because I see all these it's other... It's just one. I know, but all the ALQ guys, they don't even think they show up at the parade. They don't seem to even care about it. You would think in ALQ, if, if it was a big gay deal, ALQ would want to be there. You would think they would have their own float. We, You know what we should have done is just set up a table along the thing and broadcast it. And just sat there and talked about it all day. Hell, oh. You know, we could have called the parade. Like, hey, listen, guys. <laughs> oh, look who's coming by. It's a box of cocks. <laughs> and right after that... Those dudes just get out and shake fucking nuts all day. <laughs> These guys are dressed like Vikings. And then followed yeah. by Senator Chuck Schumer. He's gay? <laughs> no, he's not gay, but he's always then at the Pride March. I'd be booing him like, you're not gay. <laughs> we have one day. We don't have to look at Chuck Schumer. Imposter. Fucking hetero, beat it. <laughs> Instead of Chuck uh, Schumer, we want to see suck Jews more. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Here's Brian. Brian, you're on the fest. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, hey, Ronnie. I'm thinking this parade could be the thing that kicks off, you know, Fez's gay, gay. You know, really kicks off Fez's gay lifestyle. But my question to you is, do you think? He's going to do it. Do you think he's going to pull it off and get on a float? Uh, I, you know, I, do, I never saw it as a big deal. I would have thought, hey, I I'm thought a big radio personality. I'll call the bars that have floats and tell them, hey, why don't you come in and tell us about the float and I'll go with you. I would have had this thing hooked up forever ago. I, I just don't. I, I put this with such a small deal the same way that he got turned away at a comedy club when he's. A producer of Unmasked is he? See, this is what I, tr I try to bring out. There's some little toy trucks that hit things, bounce, and keep going, and other toy trucks that just hit things and then spin their wheels. I think this is a spinning wheel deal. And I'll just sing this yeah. this is a gay song Spinning wheel, can't go on floats. Take the gay stuff down. I don't want to see it's off, it's off. gay erections. That was a cartoon. I don't care. Oh, it was. Yeah, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't oh, thank do, God! Now I feel yeah. better about myself. Yeah, I wouldn't put up because that was splash. seven and a half feet long. <laughs> I saw that too. That was a little. Yeah, that was too much. Fez, I, I think this is going to be the, the thing for you. I think this is going to be it. Um, Cole, you're on my Fez. Uh, yeah, Fez just ran a uh, Segway and decorate that right at the parade. Then doesn't have to get Floyd approval from anyone. Well, you just get in a wheelchair, Fez, and just have handicapped but on the inside. And you just have a, a, a thing that points at your brain. <laughs> Here's Fez. That game looks like Fez. <laughs> you got no money. Now, Fez, you're not wearing your shirt, right? Right. But are you going to wear a, v a vest? Oh, that's a good idea. No, I'm only kidding. That's 70s. I always want to see if he goes back to the 70s. Always. And he does.
All right, let's go over to uh, Cody on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron Fez? Big fan. Uh, I got a question for Fez. Yeah. My my brother is gay, and... Uh, <laughs> no, straight up. Like, Go ahead. My brother's gay, and... Was <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he, I was like, he was looking for a job. He said, well, I should play at the local gay bar, you know? And he was like, well, I don't want to work with a bunch of those fags. So my question is... Why would someone, like, why would a gay person be like that? Because, like, the way he acted was like William Defoe from Boondock Saints. He was just like... A lot, of gay, a lot of gay guys are anti-gay, right, Fess? It happens, yes. And with, so they are like us. And, and wow. They're anti-gay. And hmm. in the gay, bar, in the gay bars, the gay, the gay bartenders, yeah. they are the princes of the gay community. They're good looking. They wear. They work shirtless. They're given all kind. They make all kinds of money. Oh, you they're know what? Just cont- I mean, let they're- me let, let me explain to you. Because in the straight community, it's not that different. Where the bartenders bring us drinks when we ask for them. So it's not that different at all. <laughs> this is a strange world you speak of. <laughs> Gay bartenders are idolized. Mm. Um, Steve Westbury, you're on Fez. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm a long-time listener, but I lost my Sirius XM for a long time, and I just got it back. I can't believe Fez is gay. I'm yeah. in shock. I never would have guessed. Get used to it. I, I, I can't believe it. I'm in shock. And by the way, who's the other guy that just agrees with everything you say, Ron? Uh, that is Chris Stanley. I'm not Chris Stanley. He's a centaur. I'm a an human. agreeable and fucking centaur. Fuck that I'm shit. I'm not you... fucking agreeable at all. This guy's a fucking cock god. Oh, you lose your fucking so shit again. He's That's it. Just let it sink in. That's it. That's it. Relax, buddy. It's music. Pretty good song. Music soothes the savage beast. I'm not a beast. Savage beast. That guy was a cunt too. (laughs) (coughs) They're not nice to you in the gay bars. No, everyone's a very standoffish. They all have their friends. Yeah. They're, they're gay groups that come in together, mm. but that's very, it feels to me very impenetrable. <laughs> well, like, I'll, I'll show people how it is. Like, this is a gay bar. Me and Chris will be two gay people. And <laughs> then Fez, and, you know, do you come in and try to be friends with us? Hey. Hey, did you see Glee last night? It was great. They fucked up some bullies on there. I know, I hate bullies. They're dicks. Can you know, I've the, never my, seen Glee before. What? Who's she? She's old and fat. Ugh, disgusting. God, what's with that beard? Oh. You would actually just come up and just not even introduce yourself? Just try to get into somebody's conversation? Yes. That's yeah. weird, dude. Yeah, I've That's, done it before. Don't, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> don't do that ever. That's you still. I mean, I realize that people, you know, it's like a gay thing, but you still have to have some kind of social thing to it. Just introduce yourself. I'm gonna try it again, okay? Okay. Lady Gaga is great, isn't she? It's like I'm a little monster, and I mm. just love going to all the shows. 
And then I, I, oh my God, I blew a guy in the bathroom in one of them. He was great. She was a very big proponent of getting rid of Don't Ask, Don't what? Tell. What happened? You were supposed to introduce Who's yourself. this? How did you forget that? That was your whole point of this? <laughs> but, yes. You were supposed to introduce yourself so you wouldn't be the stalky guy who just came in the middle of conversations. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, hey, Fez, how you doing? Listen, I have a great float idea for you. Um, you want to float a bar in front of you, and you uh handing out mudslides. Hi, guys. Bye. That was quick. Ah, <sighs> boy. Uh, Easy Rider, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Easy Rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Fezzy. Yes. Yeah, uh, why don't you go on one of those gay cruises? My boss is gay, and uh, he went on one last year, and he hooked up with a virgin, just like you are. And he came back and told me he had the best time he's ever had. And he's been going on these cruises for like 10 years. You want to go on a Tom Cruise and just spread your ass and straddle that, I guess. Just fucking jump on it. We're just minutes away from today's snack. And of course, we got to pick a winner too for our yes, but no game. We should probably break first before we go to the snack one last time. Mm. Um, you know what you ought to do, Fez, is just fucking get a wheelbarrow, right? Uh huh. Put a bunch of bricks on it and just fucking walk down the street with that and just put like gay construction workers. <laughs> And they're going to think, they're not going to think anyone trying to sneak in their fucking brain is going to fucking have a wheelbarrow full of bricks. Will you do it? I will do that, yes. Now, are you saying yes and then you're not going to do it? Because I'm going to be looking for a wheelbarrow full of bricks. If I don't get on the float, I will go with the wheelbarrow construction village people look. I got to have it one way or another, though. I got to mm. have a definitive answer before we move on. This, we're always getting this thing if or maybe... I just want definitive stuff to happen. I was looking forward to gay construction worker. Well, X, yes. why don't you bring your fucking magic sword and just uh, let All him right. walk along with I you? I don't have a magic sword. Oh, God. I don't have even a This will be perfect. Sword. Yeah. Just the fucking thing that says Game of Thrones. And it goes oh, down. Okay. And everyone just cheers. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you. There was a gay character. There is a gay character in Game of Thrones. Um... Scott, Cleveland, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Fezzy, now that you're out of the closet, now when it comes to the social scene and you're introducing yourself, are you Fez or are you Todd? I always introduce myself as Fez. You know what? You should go Todd. Unless you're going to wear a Fez. Here, like, just try to try it both ways. Um, like, me and Hex are talking. Come over and introduce yourself. You got that, Fez? Uh-huh. Who hears me? I Raise do. Raise your hand. Woo-hoo. But in, like a regular person. Right, ready? Yeah. Game of Thrones is so gay. I like the gay midget and the gay dragons. When they're fucking each other is the best part, because yeah. then I can jerk off to that. Hi, guys. I'm Fez. What? What are you, a hat? Come on. You're not an accessory. You're a person, aren't you? All right. Try it again. It's Todd, though. Okay. Game of Thrones is so gay. And <laughs> I was watching so it on HBO. Go. So's Jack White and that, Hicks' his no, girlfriend. No, it's really Those are the, I have to just start. To, no, that's <laughs> Hi, not guys. gay at all. I'm what? Todd. Uh, huh? Oh, 
I think I know you. Do you work at Sirius? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine always cancels brunches with you. He says you smell... Oh, he talks oh, about no. this one all the time. It's too small of a world. He says you smell like old man shit, so... <laughs> oh, this is shit pants? Oh, by the way, Todd, would you like to join our um, float? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put you on it and float you out to see like Rudolph that time. <laughs> Remembering that Christmas special when Rudolph was floating out Poor the sail on that iceberg? Poor bastard. That's going to be you. I don't watch the end of it, though, because the Jonas Brothers run another channel, and I was in a jack break. Don't you just love Jack and underage twinks? You want to jack with us, Toddy? You want to get in this circle jerk action? Sure, I'll jack with you guys. Yeah. Would you really say that? Sure, I'll jack with you guys? <laughs> if that's how it was presented to me, I think that's the only possible response. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, God. Jump on this jack wagon, Todd. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's fucked up. So what's your name again? My name's Todd. Your voice sounds familiar, though. Why is that? Oh, maybe you've heard it on the radio. I'm on oh. Sirius XM. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of live reads. Don't you do the live reads? Yes, I do. I love products. I love when they sound exactly the same and no one gets mad down the hall. That's fucking great. I'm glad sometimes they get mad at the people who try to do something interesting other than just fucking repeat line after line. So what? They brought up rape during a live read. Now they can't ever do another one? Fuck that place. I find rape kind of hot. Yes, because we're gay. Ass rape, of course. Not vaginal rape. All right, we do got a break here. Um... You got to give away the prize when we come back. Yes. Says yeah. Three o'clock. Anna, thank you for coming. Thank you. For you know what? Me. Can I just say this? You opened Please. my eyes today. Tell, I was I not seeing the big deal about this. Oh. Fez is out of the closet and into the light. I hope he gets to do it. On showcase. Fez, here's what I want to do. I want to go there and take pictures of you in the parade. Uh huh. When you get on the float, but better yet, take pictures of yourself and then I'll stay home. No, if you're on the floor, I swear I will come. Okay. And take a couple pictures. That'd be great. I will just be screaming your name when I see you. Don't. <laughs> just act like you Ronnie! don't know me. Yeah, I'll be the guy with the wig, fake Jewish beard. <laughs> just yell Jaime at me, and I'll wave back from there. What's that rabbi doing at the game parade? <laughs> it's my secret identity. Hex, would you go see him if he was there? If I'm on a float, you yeah. gotta come out. It's it's 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Oh, I know you won't be I'm, sleeping. I'll see. I'll, I'll probably still be up about to crash. <laughs> like, oh, shit. This shit's about to start. I'm fucked up right now. There's a keg on the float if you want to be there. Oh, wow. I don't, know if, I don't even know that will get me on the float in the gate. Break. Uh, Fez, we come back. You're giving away the prize. And we got to announce... Three o'clock snack today. Right back. Excited. Uh, with your phone calls, it's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez show.
Three o'clock snack, and as you know, Hicks this is my favorite time of the day. It's uh, a great time. Three o'clock snack today is Joe. Actually, Kokomo Joe or intern has a surprise for you, Ron. Yeah, well, it's three o'clock snack time, and I don't like my three o'clock snack uh, to be disturbed for any reason. Today's the surprise is it's a song for the three o'clock snack. Hicks, I don't give a fuck. Okay, you should listen to Wait the song. You made a nice song for me today? Yeah, I did. I did. You made a three o'clock snack song. This is, it's a three o'clock snack song. And it's here. All right, let me just say this before we play it. Okay. Today's three o'clock snack. One word. Pasties. Oh. Ooh. <sighs> now they say it is the second worst word ever invented. But they are exciting. That's super exciting. They are exciting. And now there's a song for it as well. There is? There's, there's a song for 3 o'clock snack, Kokomo yeah. Joe put together. And, and pasties. All right, let's take a listen. I'm on a smartphone looking at iBang Because the snack today should be really good Maybe it will be tiny or girls could sing something or humping stuffed animals. My god, what has my day gone? I've been searching the internet all night, looking at pictures of babies. Today's theme girls with flashlights. Oh my god, I've been snacking all day. I don't want no meal. I just want the eye bang and girls attached to wheels. Wait, what? I'm on a smartphone looking at because the snack today should be really good So why don't you join me and make you feel horny Unless you're a priest, a monk, or into dudes If any of these girls do exist If I see them, I will begin to stroke my smartphone And go on the iBang report it Cause the snack today is fucking delicious That's it. That's it. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it? Yeah. Not long enough, because that <laughs> was just pure joy. So far, the only time that you've ever been turned down is the yeah. stuff that you did for Fess. Yeah, the well... The stuff that you do for me, i am just been a fan of. Okay, yeah. Well, the, the stuff I did for Fez was in what was assigned. But now I'm mm. sticking to it. Sticking to the assigned. 
Yeah, uh, I like when you have the freedom, though. Well, here you weren't even assigned. Did you assign it to him? I didn't specifically assign it to him. He came, yeah. I was, I, he came and was like, hey, I'm going to fucking put Locking this together. Smartphone. Yeah. You told me to do something less topical. Uh, well, this is a beauty. Three o'clock snack, and apparently we'll be playing this every single day now. <laughs> mm -hmm. This will be one of those songs that plays every single day. <laughs> Heavy rotation, baby. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, hey, good. Uh, well, I'm looking over at Pasties. I'm I'm not 100% yet. I am leaning towards the girl with the pirate skulls on her nipples because who ever gets to see that? Check out pirate tits. Mm. Oh, wow. Those are some interesting pasties. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, that is. That is interesting. Like, uh-oh, what are we going to be, robbed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this girl's pasties aren't even covering her areolas. <laughs> Look, you can still see some. Yeah. So you're saying she should be out? Hex, I thought you liked the girl with the sleeve, though. No, uh, my favorite, bar none, Paps Little Ribbon Girl. Mm -hmm. Come on. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. rocking Paps. And she's got some tall boys in the fridge. Like yep. that. You like that? I do. Th I like enjoy that. that. All right, yep. this is one that shocks me. I think it's bottom and the third. Um, yeah. She's rocking Jewish stars on her nipples. <laughs> oh, which... how lovely. Very kosher. Um, I believe the Nazis made them do during spring break <laughs> so they would know who were the Jewish people. <laughs> I'm fucking a snack time, fucking with snacks. Come on, we gotta hear it one more time. Come on. I'm on a smartphone looking at iBang. Because the snack today should be really good. Maybe it will be tiny bikinis or girls kissing something or humping stuffed animals. My God, what has my day gone? I've been searching the internet all night, looking at pictures of babies. Today, stained girls with flashlights. Oh my God, I've been snacking all day. I don't want no meal. I just want the eye-bang and girls attached to wheels. Wait, what? I'm on a smartphone looking at eye-bang because the snack today should be really good. So why don't you join me and make you feel horny unless you're a priest, a monk, or into dudes. If any of these girls do exist, if I see them, I will begin to stroke my smartphone. And go on the iBang report it Cause the second day is fucking delicious No clear leader today A lot of 8 to 12 percenters um, hmm. What was the OG song on that by the way? The OG song? Oh yeah. it was uh, Payphone by Maroon 5 Oh so you're going... It's like the voice. It's yeah, like I did. I tried to do doing the, voice. the fucking voice. The, yep, yep. Perhaps so next she'll be doing some moves like Jagger. Fucking oh, well, yeah, probably. Um, let's see. Uh, look at some people. Kokomo, Kokomo blow. Um, here's can this intern stop with the songs? They are awful. What? No. Jesus, the song is painful. No, it isn't. No. 
Tell him like it's time to play the song again. I'm on a smartphone looking at I think because the snack today should be really good. Maybe it will be tiny bikinis or girls kissing something or humping stuffed animals. My God, what has my day gone? I've been searching the internet all night, looking at pictures of babies. Today's theme girls with flashlights. Oh my God, I've been snacking all day. I don't want no meal. I just want the eye bang and girls attached to wheels. Wait, what? I'm on a smartphone looking at eye bang because the snack today should be really good. So why don't you join me? Make you feel horny Unless you're a priest, a monk, or into dudes If any of these girls do exist If I see them, I will begin to stroke my smartphone And go on the iBang and report it Cause the second day is fucking delicious Beauty until Thanks. they learn to love it. Okay. I might even keep it going. Um, you can uh, go on this. Click twice to even make these bigger. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Three o'clock snacks. Uh, uh, click it. Make it bigger. This uh, pasty thing is... You know, I don't think we pay enough attention to the tits. Paps Girl is all about you, huh? You love Pap Scroll? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pap Scroll's great. You always love the hipster. She's in the lead right now. I don't know. I He's think because of the amount of alcoholics who also <laughs> enjoy pasties. Um, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. You're in running first. Hey, Ronnie B. I think you have to start calling this kid one take because it sounds like he's reading the lyrics for the first time. It is interesting, and that's why he's the best. Very. He, is he works fast. Take. I'll tell you, tell you somebody efficient. else who's always in one take. Mr. Bob Dylan. That's right. You're in fucking yep. good company. Yep. That fucking Tyler Perry, I also could see is a one take. <laughs> like if he stumbles over a line, doesn't give a shit. He repeats it, goes back, boom, he's finished. Uh, Fez, it's time for you to give the giveaway. What do you got today? Uh, giving away Armageddon on DVD, signed by Billy Bob Thornton. So, and this was on the Interabang contest. When I you say yes when and also you say no. <laughs> what was the name of the contest? <laughs> All of a sudden, no, I'm very confused. No one asked <laughs> you to ever even bring it up. Why <laughs> stick your foot in the bucket? I never understand. Let me run over to a place that we don't. All he had to do was read off a name, and he went back and say so say yes on the no time. Isaiah on the no time is the actual name of it. Nice. What do you got over there, uh, Fez? Who's the big winner and why? Our winner is, this was their entry. Yes, I check out the 3 o'clock snack every day. No, I'm not a dude. Becky Wins is the winner today. Becky Wins. Oh, Becky, Becky Wins. Won. Becky Wins. A little arm again. Becky, Becky. Wins. Big winner, Becky. Win. Winning. Winning. Becky wins. Becky got it. Becky. So anyway, yesterday I saw Tyler Durden's Medea takes the South. And Tyler Durden, Whoa. you don't even find out, is yes. like another personality Medea has. Perry. Whoa. Tyler Perry. Tyler Durden. Perry. Tyler Durden. 
First thing about Medea is not allowed to talk about her. She <laughs> signed this paper to prove it. You're going with this girl now? She's coming up. She's she's uh, almost going to overtake Pabst Blue Ribbon Girl. I honestly think. Mm. I like I like the one the really fancy silver pasties. Where are we looking? Uh, Give us a number. One four. Yeah. This is what you like? Yeah. I'm paying attention to this. She, well, she just seems like she has money, you know. But then again, she's only wearing pasties, so like, how much money can she really have, you know, if she can't afford a shirt? Well, what makes you think that she has money? Because those are very nice pasties. Oh, okay. Like blinged out or whatever. Blinked out. So you're looking at something different than us. No, I was looking at the, the boobies. Oh, also, God. did you just say that? <laughs> oh my God. Boobies. No. Oh, oh no. you didn't want me. <laughs> no. I think you did. I thought I heard it. No. Uh, Never. No, what? Never. Why would I say that? I'm on the snack time, fucking with snack time, having a snack time. Lots of snacks. I don't know about this kid. He is no. He's not an Anna, but he's definitely better than Catholic Sam. Catholic Sam looks like crap right now. And it's really good. Yeah? Yeah, she's pretty very All right, good. so pick all you... If you had... If two people were drowning, it was... Catholic Sam and Anna? No. That's oh, easy. Okay. We're all gonna fucking okay. save Anna. But if it was Anna or Dana, your wannabe girlfriend... Oh, man. What would you do? I'd probably... What the fuck would you I'd do? I'd probably go Dana, because he's gonna get back to her. Oh! oh shit. Ow. But... That is amazing. Anna would be my second choice. You. Oh, so she'd be the first dead person you pulled out of the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After you stop breathing, I'm going to pull you out before the fish start to eat you. You get an open <laughs> casket. Don't worry. <laughs> <sighs> Do you want an open casket, Hicks? Yeah, sure. Why not? I want to bury you with a magic sword in your hand. <laughs> Just taking it straight up. No, I don't think there's such a thing as magic swords. Like a rock. He's got a magic sword. Next thing that you, could you do? Yeah. Could it be? If, and I'm talking to someone else right now before you hop into it. I'm talking mm -hmm. to our own Kukuma Joe. Mm -hmm. Could you do a Bob Seger song about magic swords and Game of Thrones? <laughs> Please don't. So yeah. that this fucking giant Santor finally finds a home for himself. I'm a yeah. human being. I could. I could do. Yeah. I can do that. I'm a human with legs. Human legs. Two of them. I got an idea. We do a float. We call it Gay of Thrones. And Fez, Perfect. Perfect. Game of Thrones is a gay. And here's what, when it comes by, Fez. Mm -hmm. I want you waving from the side. Oh, I wanted to be on it. Oh, you can you can march in the parade. I like when you whine, Fezzy, because it makes people go, I want Fez to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. It makes them relate to you. Because you could be like the whiny old aunt that they had that passed away. Do black people ever get mad at you for wearing that t-shirt? No. I would. Not yet, at least. Hasn't because happened yet. Because you couldn't look any whiter. I mean, you're from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, and the glasses. I do, yeah, and the glasses. Yeah. But, I don't know, Big E is this the best rapper ever. What was your favorite Big E song? Oh, man, there's so many. He does this freestyle called The Wickedest Freestyle. That's really good. My favorite is Kill Whitey. He came uptown by accident. <laughs> he got off the wrong accent. Kill Whitey. Kill him, take his money. Yeah, I learned I learned a lot from that one. Alright, sure. Hey, with his freestyle. Uh, 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 uh. 
If I remember correctly, there's a lot of N bombs in this fucking. Yeah, probably. I don't like that. See, that's what Kokomo likes. Just hearing him constantly. <laughs> that's why you listen to him. That's yeah. what you like. Well, right? yeah, and his wordplay and his flow. What do you mean by flow? I mean like, like his. Have this period. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I don't like. But he, Biggie had a vagina. <laughs> I, have you no. have you talked to our guy lately, our old buddy Fred? Yeah, I talked to him last night. What are you guys talking about? If he wants to go to the Eugene Levy, I'm asked. Oh, I'd love to have him there. And then go, oh, and now Fred would like to do a little freestyle with Eugene Levy. <sighs> That'd be sick. I'm trying to see if I... I don't know where the fuck this thing is. If somebody said it's a thing of like about 15 sharks attacking a whale I want to put up on the eye belly. Oh, no. It's pretty fucking gruesome, though. Um, by the way, I just want to point out something today about 3 o'clock snack, and I don't think we've ever had this before. Um, look at the Paps girl, right? Yeah. That you love. Yeah. Now look at the girl with the butterfly. Well, wait a minute. Whoa. They are twins. Well, that's weird. They same same twins. piercings, yeah. too. I want to get, yeah, I wanna, same piercings, same places that they have. They got twin tats as well. So as twins, they went and got a tattoo in the same place, and they got piercings in the same place. So, oh anyone God. who thinks Whoa. that we put up the same person twice, no. You're fucking These wrong. are twins that do everything exactly the same. What I consider crazy pussy twins. Go over and check it out. It's on the iBank today. <laughs> Could you imagine two twins that would get the same piercings, the same tattoos, and then mm -hmm. bang the same guy? To... Now, if you ever bring up like a twins thing about a girl... They get surprisingly grossed out about it. That's just your what? sister. Where I've never met a guy who thought it was a bad idea that two sisters should be banging the same guy. Never. Even their own brother would think, <laughs> yeah, I could see how that would be hot. Yeah, dog. <laughs> but you won't run into a woman who ever brags. I got twins last night, and it was fucking freaky. One was dick in my ass, the other one was dick in my pussy. <laughs> and they were talking the same <laughs> They were talking and harmonizing together. They were singing Kathy's Clown. Um, now, I did get fucking twins one time. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Nice. One of them was a guy, though. So I was with oh. a girl. And yeah. dude. But I'm like, I got the twins, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's going on my list. That's on my fuck it list is twins. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we got to shut it down for the weekend. That's right. Uh, tune in here Monday to see if, uh, see if shit floats. Did Fez finally get up <laughs> on the floats? Uh, I want to thank Harvey Weinstein for yeah. uh, being here. He's a. I love talking movies with the guy. The guy loves movies. And uh, this Untouchables is a fucking really 
cool, fun picture. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to the Paris while you're in New York? You got to go to the Paris Theater. No, I haven't been there. Too yet. far. It's, a, it's fucking great. Take a chick there. They got a balcony. Take her up top. Go like this. Don't be shy. I want you to blow me in the balcony. <laughs> Don't be one of those chicks that. Sucks on it for a while. I was like, did you hear something? No. <laughs> no, there's, there's no. nothing. I'm going to fucking shameless. tap the back of your head yeah. <laughs> if there's a problem. And then just say that, you know. Yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, no, she's trying to help me find my wallet. I'll just, no, yeah. With her mouth on my balls. Get it? But really, you ought to go up there sometime. Definitely. You're not too busy smoking crack in Brooklyn. Not yet, no. You enjoying Brooklyn now? Yeah, awesome. It's very fun there. Yeah, what's fun? Uh, the mall machines? The mall, yep. That. Where you go, Coney Island? No, I haven't been to Coney Island yet. Oh, there you go. What? I know, I want to ride the Cyclone. I've heard about the Cyclone. Yeah, they call it the Teeth Wrecker. You'll have a fucking great time on there. Oh, uh, one more time, I want to promote the fact that it's getting very, very close. Your last times to get in on this. Um... And it's Oxiana, Oxiana.com to check out their Kickstarter campaign. There's only three days left That's to it. be part of this. They're, They're going for 50000 They've already picked up $42,000. Awesome. So and close. that's without being called fat or sweaty <laughs> or anything no. that people normally get money for. No. That's right. Oxiana.com. Uh, head on over to the iBank. We're going to keep going all weekend long with that. And you send stuff in to the Interabang, the editor at the Interabang. Be part of it. That's it for us. See you guys Monday. Listen to this funny drop. And that's the end of my show. Donk. This has been the Ron and Fez Show. If you missed any or all of it, or you crave the comfort of listening to sounds that are familiar to you, that'll bring you back to your childhood earlier today, check out the Ron and Fez replay. Weekdays at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. XM 105, Sirius 206, the Open Anthony Channel.